The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual guests. Welcome to the Conversation Podcast. My name is Trey with Ghost Tactical. We are live on YouTube with episode number 293. Uh, we are like live on YouTube as always. If you're out there in the chat, go ahead and say something. We do not know that you're out there unless you do. We are uh, going a different route this week. I've had a crazy busy week. Uh, very tired, very long week. Could not do the show on Tuesday, so we decided to go Thursday and uh, I apologize if I am corking somebody else. Um, it's what it is. So uh, may the worst show win, I guess, if you will. Um, but yeah, welcome to the show, guys. If you're out there and you want to uh, text into the show, utilize the Ghost Tactical Hotline presented by our good friends Rod and Shelly Gates over at Aegis Gun Care. That number is 530-364-4678. If you uh, if you have a question for any of us, go ahead and tag myself or anybody on the on the panel, and we'll try to get to those questions. Assuming that they're relative to the conversation, which isn't very hard, let's be honest. The conversation goes down some weird paths, uh, so pretty much anything is going to be up for grabs. So most things will be relative. Um, if you're a veteran, really anybody, but especially if you're a veteran and you're in that hole, you're in the darkness, and you're looking for that light. Call me, text me, email me 24-7. I cannot give you medical advice, but I might be a decent ear to talk you through some stuff. And more importantly, just listen. Um, but if you are looking to get someone to get you some medical attention, remember two things. One, you are not alone in this fight. You have a lot of brothers out here that are willing and able to help you in a lot of ways. And two, the world is a much better place with you in it. So please, utilize the Veteran Crisis Hotline. 1-800-273-8255. Once again, 1-800-273-8255. Veterans, press the number one. We are spotlighting, as always, the United States Marine Corps. If you have any questions on what it takes to earn the title, United States Marine, see the website marines.com. And as always, we are a proud member of, I'm going to put the banner up here, of the Rapid Fire the correct one. There we go. The Rapid Fire Radio Network and the Self Defense Radio Network. Go check out all your favorite Pro Gun Pro Two A podcasts over at RapidFireRadio.us and SelfDefenseRadio.net. While you're out there, go check out our good friends over at Cape Gunworks. They're great people. Get some good deals over there. Um, go check out Cape Gunworks while you're at it. So let's uh, take that off because it won't fit with everybody in this room and it looks just looks weird so let's say hello to our esteemed esteemed panel well there's chris and a couple losers but uh from the weird ass state of ohio the only state in the nation that has four letters and takes two people to spell it yet chris from the 740 what's up columbus hey thanks man for having me on appreciate yeah, you man. and uh yeah ready to kick off my three-day weekend now so 
Yeah. That must be nice. I don't know what that is. That'd be <laughs> awesome to have. I like to have a day off. <laughs> I got people blowing my phone up, you bastards. Um, from the, I mean, the hot melting, I'm not even going to say the melting pot. It's just, it's melting a pot in Arizona. Coming on us from 127 degrees, driving down the highway in in Winslow, Arizona. Actually, he's standing on the corner probably in Winslow, Arizona. John. Hey, what's up? Ginger bastard himself. What's up? Well, it's it's a cold spell right now. It's only 96 today. Oh, wow. You guys got some snow so, coming up or something? Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to pull out my parka all my cold weather gear because of this cold spell here. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> I, hope, I hope you survive the cold weather, you know, just trying to get snowed in. I'll try my best. All right. And riding shotgun, as always, the weirdo from the great state of Texas, the tactical virus, I mean, uh, Leprechaun himself. What's up, Clove? Yo! I would ask if you had a shotgun of the week, but we just saw a premiere of the Tech 9. Um, damn, there's a lot of people out there that may not even realize that Tech 9 was still around. I know, right? Well, technically they're not, but <laughs> I hear you. They're not being like, produced, but obviously they're still like, around. Uh, you know. Good luck finding one, and when you do, it ain't going to be the $300 I paid. <laughs> That's all I got to yeah. say. <laughs> Those yeah. are long gone. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I'm going to start, Marcus, I'm going to start this question. We will absolutely, that'll be the first question we ask, but we've got some stuff we got to do. Uh, do you have a shotgun of the week, my bro? I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, I could bring something up um, because I, I recently learned, and it may have been even on uh, on your show, that uh, Rim Arms, which is the new on this show, I doubt yeah, it. Yeah, no, I think I did. Uh, Rim Arms, which is the new Remington. Um, yeah is putting out a new uh 870 field master so very um, nice i would uh haven't got a chance to play with one of those they certainly have not been at any range days or anything we've gone to so i hadn't had an opportunity to you know are they gonna be in kansas this year do you know i don't know i haven't looked honestly i haven't seen any lists yet i don't know if there's even a list out there of, of companies that are coming but uh yeah i don't know yeah it would be. You would think being what September, getting close to hunting season, if they're going to have it somewhere, that would be kind of somewhere they would want to do, especially being in Kansas, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah. We know Kansas people. They have to like shotguns. They ain't got nothing else to do up there. Well, they're the FUD Kansas. We're here in Arkansas. We're the AR Kansas. We're yeah, exactly Kansas. right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah. I know there's a lot of people going, probably got the notification it's Thursday. What? 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 Yeah. yeah. Uh, like I said, I, I had a, an extremely long week um, and all that. I just I wasn't able to get home on Tuesday night, so I said, well, let's do this Thursday. And um, Plus, I, I like corking gear report. They come on in an hour, so I, I'll enjoy corking them. But uh, Marcus says his shotgun of the week is a Taurus Circuit Judge, 410 and 45 long colt. Absolutely a blast to shoot. I've actually never shot a judge. I know that sounds weird, but everyone that I know that has them or has shot them said they're fun. I don't know if they're great firearms or not, but everyone says that they're fun to shoot. So uh, we'll take. So the the 
I don't really classify that as a shotgun because the ATF and uh, the government doesn't classify that as a shotgun. So, is it um, other? What do they classify it as? Another? Well, it would be a rifle. The one he was talking about would be a rifle, and then the judge and the governor would be a um, um, would be. Oh, so the circuit judge is longer. It's the rifle version, yeah. And my mom has one of those, um, and I am absolutely not impressed. Uh, we we kind of settled on that because we figured that would be a pretty decent little deer rifle for her, close range and, and all. Yeah, you know, thinking about all that, and it is the most horribly inaccurate. No matter what you try to put down the barrel that I've ever seen. Um, Worse than a Tech Nine. And I and I get one. <laughs> uh, touche okay okay noted um but rifle rifle there we go let me back up let me back up rifle 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 Check that. there you go okay all right. Um, all right but you know i think it has something to do with the it's got it's weird because it's a rifle and, and maybe they're not all this way maybe just hers is this way i don't know to be honest with you but um it has screw-in chokes which is weird for a rifle to have screw in chokes. Yeah. 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 Okay. And I think it has something to do with just, you're trying to cram too much stuff into it. But if Marcus has one and it's working for you, yeah, go for it. To each his own, right? Everybody has uh, a story, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Gerald Black out there says hi for South Carolina. Gerald is saying hello. Whoa, he froze it up. Hello, was that weird? Yeah, for you, maybe. I, I, I don't know. Like, I saw Chris like go like retro weird stuff and then do the circle of death, and then mine went to the circle of death. And then I was like, whoa, yeah, he froze with a weird look on your face. It was like, oh, <laughs> it was interesting. So, Gerald Black's is saying hello for he says hello, hi for South Carolina. Oh, he is God. saying, that's that's hey, I tell you what. That is an important thing. When you're saying hello for an entire state, um, I feel honored that we have the representative from South Carolina. Uh, as long as you are not friends with Night Strike, I am okay with that. So we uh, we know some folks from South Carolina that might have a problem with that, but I I I, 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 I agree with that. Yes, uh, he also says, "Who do you all use to insure your guns?" We can go through this real quick. Um, so for like carry insurance, I used to, uh, utilize USCCA up until a couple of years. And I just, I don't, I, I don't have carry insurance anymore. Um, for insuring my guns, they're mine are, I don't know. Mine are covered for my homeowners policy. So I don't know what you guys, do you, do you have, do you guys have a separate policy for your insuring your guns or do you just utilize your homeowners insurance or whatever? Go through the room. Chris? Yeah, I got mine through the homeowner's insurance. I just gave him a list of yeah. what I got and what now, do value you insurance? Huh? Do you have carry insurance? I've never gotten it. Because he might mean carry insurance. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, there's no context to it, so we're going to cover all bases. It's a good question. I don't have any. I, I mean, I should probably get some, but... Yeah, well, I had it for a while, and then, I mean... You know, it's what it is. Uh, Ginger, do you? Uh, I'm gonna ghost you. Do you have carry insurance? Number one. No, 
Okay. And everything you, is covered under my. Go ahead. Oh, so I was going to ask you, do you have a separate insurance policy for your guns or is it covered by homeowners? I have one policy under homeowners and then I have a separate policy just for them because the value of the collection is high and my homeowners didn't want to cover it first. At least in Ohio, they didn't want to cover it. So when I moved out here, they changed their mind. Mr. Fancy Pants. For some reason. So it was weird. I hear you. Uh, Clove. Now, if anyone that knows Clover knows that he's the kid rock of uh, of the, and I kid, kid rock, uh, Chris rock okay. of rock. <laughs> he's the Chris rock of, of the firearm community. Don't believe it. No insurance. <laughs> uh, but do you rock. Have- Let's be honest. Kid Rock probably ain't got no insurance either. Come well, on. I guarantee he doesn't. No, no. Uh, I don't. Yeah. Uh, man, Kid Rock. I'd like to hang out with that dude. I think he'd be a blast to hang with. But uh, do you have uh, besides? I mean, you've got like thirteen hundred guns. I mean, does your homeowners associate uh, homeowners no, cover? No. Oh Lord, no. I surpassed that a long time ago. Um. Do you no. have a separate policy or anything? Yeah, I've got four. <laughs> I've got four. Well, go. I got four total. Um, yeah. NRA. Um, I've got my um, the contents section of the homeowners, and it only goes up to so high anyway. Um, and right. then so I had to get an additional rider, and I'm not real sure what company that's through because that's all in the paperwork with that. Okay. And then um, the uh, – and then I've got an additional through uh, a local agent. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, Wood says they're only allowed a limited version of U.S. Law Shield. Uh, U.S. Law Shield, I think, has come a long way in the last uh, probably four or five years. Um, and a lot of people are using them now. I want to say it started as Texas Law Shield, did it not? And they went national after that. Is that correct? Am I, am I mistaken about that? No, I think you're right. Okay. I think you're right. I remember Texas Law Shield. I didn't know if it came first, but I thought well, it came first. So. And you've got right to bear if you're talking about carry insurance. Yeah, I was going to say that really was really come on over the last couple I can't of years. the name of it, but I know you had talked to him a couple times. So Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, Gerald, if you're looking for insurance, you know, there's, there's several of them USCCA, US Law Shield, right to bear. Now, if you're looking for. Um, actual insurance to cover the value of your collection or whatever. Uh, there's obviously um, companies out there that do that as well. You might even want to just ask your insurance company um, and, and they can at least maybe point you in the right direction. Um, he said homeowners insurance was wanting serial numbers. And I didn't like that. I, I, I get that, but I'm going to tell you right now. You're going to have uh, that with anybody. That no matter where. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're going to have that no matter where you go at this point. Yep. It's just it's the way it is. Mine mine wants it on major uh, household items and stuff. They want things like that. So yep. anything that I don't it's remember just, the dollar amount, but anything that trying to think of something like it would be a washer or a dryer. Maybe if you had a very expensive television or, you know, antique, you know, antique things. I mean, they want pictures. They want documentation of it for sure. Yeah. Um, as, as, as far. Yeah. I mean, that's just that's that's the save 
them. That's a business practice. That's not anything going against gun people. That has nothing to do with gun people. That is an insurance policy. And that's almost probably across the board, no matter who you get any insurance with. Uh, it's just like getting your car insurance. They're going to want the VIN number. I mean, that's just, that's just the way it is. So, well, yeah, uh, think about it. You could have some old beater guns, right? That, hmm. and all in, Maybe they, they've got a different serial number or whatever. You go buy some junkers. Well, if they're in a fire, you would never know. So yeah. if you wanted to commit fraud or something, there you go. Yeah. And serial not numbers. Saying, not saying that we are um, telling you that's a good idea to commit insurance fraud. Yeah. No, 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 no. And that's my point. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's, I know. What I know. There to, that's what it's there. Well, I want to make sure that he understood that. <laughs> because there are there are yahoos that would, would attempt that crap. And serial numbers don't burn off in a house fire, just so you know. No, it's going to take, well, if, if, if it's a high point, it will. But that's about it. Um, I think the high point's burn tolerance is a little bit less than most. Of, uh, yeah. Is the plate the serial numbers on? No, no, it's not. It's, no, that's no, a question. No. I don't think it is. No, it, we're we're talking the we're talking the. That's all that would be left now. Let's be this honest. This is true. Of it this and the Glock, true. you would have the little serial number tags, and that would be all. But yeah. you know, absolutely. Um, all right, you guys know that every was it Thursday, Saturday, and Monday. Golly, I am still. I I swear to you, yesterday I asked my wife what day it was. I honest to God did not know what day it was yesterday. I was like, "What day is it?" She goes, "It's Wednesday." I was like. Okay, uh, so I'm out of it. Sorry, I, I'm, I should be asleep right now, but I'm not. Um, but every Thursday, Saturday, Monday, we have our Ghost Tactical Polls uh, presented by our good friends over at Anderson Manufacturing. We call them the we call them very we loving and endearing. Call them the Pony Polls, uh, the Pony Polls. Let's check out last week's Pony Polls uh, from Monday, which was Memorial Day. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, 1.2 thousand votes. What's the best way to celebrate Memorial Day? And I put go to the lake or you know beach, whatever. Go go somewhere on the water, uh, having a cookout, attending a memorial ceremony, going to a parade or other. Uh, Columbus, let's start with you. Best way to, in your eyes, the best way to, to celebrate uh, Memorial Day. Uh, we, we were boring this year. We just we stayed home and cooked out. <laughs> yeah, uh, a lot of people work like I did, so that, that's the way to spend the two. I should have put work. So yeah, uh, cookouts. I mean, you can't go wrong with a cookout, man. There's something about a cookout that's 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 kind of like an American thing, man. It's just kind of like an American thing. Um, yeah, full show. Clover, um, anything for you? Did you? How did you celebrate Memorial Day? I pretty much didn't. Yeah, okay. uh, it was it was boring, but you know, out of the out of that choice, I mean, it would definitely be a cookout. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ginger, what about you? I worked, and then I watched the Coca Cola Six Hundred. So I'm going to put other, even though it's normally not. You saying watch a race? Yeah, Memorial Day weekend. I you know. Well, that's also what Indy Five Hundred weekend. Is that correct? Yeah, it was Indy 500, Monte Carlo, and uh, the Coca-Cola 600 all weekend. So it was a good go. motorsports weekend. Okay. I'll, I don't know if there's such a thing as a good motorsports weekend, but no. I've never gotten into people turning left all day. I just It's just me. 
maybe maybe it's just me, but I've never understood why people can like one of my best friends who's who, who's passed away, but in the Marine Corps, he was from Indianapolis, and they would spend every you know his whole life. They went to Indy Five Hundred, but I guess it's called Race Week or or Indy Week or something. They've got races and different stuff every day the week prior to it, and that like the whole town shut down for the entire week. And I was like, I don't I don't get that. Like I don't understand that but maybe that's just me you know i don't know um let's go back 1.2 thousand votes 43 percent in my opinion were correct that said have a cookout 32 percent said attending a memorial day ceremony 12 percent said go to the lake or beach or go to the water somehow some way eight percent was other and 4% was going to a parade. Now, I told you we were going to talk about this a minute ago, and a couple of comments were on there. You don't celebrate Memorial Day. That's disrespecting the memory of the heroes. And I am the biggest advocate to make sure that every year I always do my little sermon, and it pisses people off about have fun, but remember why we're able to do this. Now, what I say is being somber and not celebrating our country and Memorial Day is a slap in the face to our heroes. They died for you to be able to live your life, to be able to be with your family and friends, to be able to be free, to be able to celebrate things like this. They did that so that you could do that. So I am under the impression in my life that if you don't celebrate somehow, be with family and friends, do something, then that's disrespectful. I think that um, our fallen heroes would want us to celebrate their lives, but celebrate by being free. And um, so that's me. So if, if you're out there and you think it's a somber day and you shouldn't be happy, hey, that's on you. And um, that's well, how you choose to do it. But man, but if like, you want me to be free, can I be free doing whatever it is I want to that's do? That's what I'm saying. If you want to do that, you can. But um, I, I personally, I, I think that the best way to memorialize our heroes is to be free and enjoy life, enjoy the freedoms that we have, and in this country and enjoy life being around family and friends celebrating you know this life that we're allowed to live in in this country so that's just me uh, i understand the sentiment that some people were saying is we yes we want to remember but you can remember by raising a glass or you know having a toast or you know playing taps in the morning or whatever there's all different ways you can do it but for me i i just think it's important that However you want to say, and maybe being somber is celebrating to some people, I guess. I don't know, but um, I don't, I, I kind of, I like to have fun in my life and people that know me know that um, I really get somber. Um, so it is what it is. Uh, our next poll was, I guess it was Saturday. And, and this is a big disclaimer in, in, in all of that. Assuming you're not Clover Tack. How do you spend your day off? Because we know that every day is a day off for Clover. His whole life's a day off. So assuming you're not Clover Tech, how would you like to spend your normal days off? Ginger, uh, how do you spend your days off typically? The answers are mowing the lawn, doing absolutely nothing, 
spending time with family and friends like outside, working on the car or other? Most of the time, it's mowing the lawn, spending time with the wife, or just being lazy. It really is. Well, you're saying yes to all of those. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's hard <laughs> I mean, to that's kind of it, Like, we have a combination of about four or five things we have to do on days off. You got to get the lawn mode. You got to spend time with the wife. You got to do nothing. Um, so, yeah, well, I get it. I get it. Uh, Christopher Columbus. See, see what I did there? You see what I did there, Christopher Columbus? Yes. Well, uh, up until a couple years not ago. Just was, pretty face. Not just a pretty face, just saying. Up until a couple years ago, I'd say I'd spend my day off laying around the house being lazy. But now it seems like all I'm doing is every time I get a day off, I'm out filming, getting something done here on YouTube. So that's pretty Welcome much how I spend my days off now. Welcome to the dark side. Yep. Yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. Okay, Clover. Screw you. I'm exempt. You said it in the question. <laughs> All right. So Move let's on. do this with you. How does your wife spend a day off? Oh, she, answered. she answered in the comments. I know she did. Uh, by the way, I, I will go read this comment real quick. It was pretty classic. Um, it's accurate. Arminthia, it, it, it is. It is. But Armenthia says... I tend to have a high-maintenance spouse on my days off. Um, so she recognizes that. Bougie, um, baby, bougie. Something like that, yeah. Uh, when you were not retired, uh, how would you take a day off? Um, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't okay. know. I don't even remember. Like, I probably, it was probably hunting or fishing, I'm sure. Okay. That's a good, I didn't even think about going fishing. That would have been a great answer, going fishing. Uh, now, that would be a great answer for people in the south. Up north, you'd be like, going fishing? The hell? So, uh, yeah. Um, 50% out there said doing nothing. That's my favorite thing to do. Doing nothing. Uh, then again, I, 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 do, I do way too much of that. Yeah, I, I, I only had like 13 days off all last year, and six of them were for shot show. So that tells you something. I really don't know what to do with the day off. Uh, I don't. I actually don't like days off, to be honest with you. I know it sounds crazy. I, 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 it's weird. I'm a workaholic. Like I actually enjoy being at work more than at home. So maybe that's just weird, but that's just me. Uh, 50% say do nothing. 28% say spend time with family and friends outside. 10% say other. 7% say mowing the lawn. 5% say working on the car. I, I, you know, instead of working on the car, I, put a shit, I should have said like going fishing or something like that. I think that probably would have done better than 5%, but it is what it is. Uh, our final, uh, final question was last Thursday, 1.4 thousand votes. Which of these is the coolest gun? You've got the Coffee Mill Sharps, the Krumlauf Assault Rifle, also known as the STG-44, the Velo Dog Revolver, or the three-gauge Kiln Gun. I'm going to start with Clover on this one. You like some weird-ass guns. Um, of those, do you have a favorite? Or, if not, what's the weirdest gun that, that the coolest weird gun that you like? He's taking a day off. 
Uh, Chris, yeah, what about it? Was there you go? Never mind. Read me. What was the what was the Let's see? What was the op? What was the question? Then the options. The weird. So basically, you were absolutely not paying attention. It's okay. <laughs> absolutely it's okay. not paying attention. Uh, so these is the cool. Chris's thing. light just blink up there. Maybe not. Maybe I'm going I crazy. Know. I don't know. Nah, I'm seeing crap where you were earlier. Nah, I, I'm telling. You, I think it's something in the stream yard, bro. Um, I don't know. Uh, the 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 coolest weird gun or the weirdest cool gun. I don't know. Oh, okay. The coffee mill sharps, mm -hmm. the Krugloff assault rifle, the, the STG forty four, yeah. the uh, Velo Dog revolver, or the three gauge kiln gun. Man, probably the coffee mill. Coffee mill. Uh, I knew, the, I cool knew the Velo Dog would be up there, but coffee mill. I Velo think Dog is a cool gun. Uh, if you're not familiar with the, the the Velo Dog, it was. And it wasn't just one; it was a series. But they were like, I think they're Belgium. Were they Belgium or French or Belgian? I don't remember. But they they they're like the first like kind of pocket guns. They had like the folding trigger and it was kind of like really small. Like I don't know, it was just kind of a cool little concept back what a hundred hundred fifty years ago, something like that. Uh, kind of a cool little concept. But yeah, I knew the Velo Dogs are kind of a cool one. The, the the coffee is um the coffee mill sharps is pretty cool. Um have you seen a picture of the the, the Krumoff, the STG forty four? Have you ever seen that gun? It's weird, dude. It is straight up weird. Um so yeah. So you're picking you're picking the coffee mill sharps. Um Yeah, I think so. Yep. Chris, what about you of those four? I had to look a lot of these up when I saw this one. Um the STG44 looks pretty, looks like pretty fun to shoot. It's just a weird-looking thing, man, you know? So, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a weird one. It's a weird one. Uh, it's kind of like, to me, like, like if, if, if you had an AK that, like, Superman, like, Bent the bent the barrel, you know what I'm saying? Like it's kind of what it reminds me of. Just just by looking at it, you know. I don't know. It's just weird. It's a weird gun. Weird gun. Uh, Ginger, what about you? Can you get? Can you hear me? Can you I'm seeing him, him unmute, but I didn't hear him. I, I, I lost think he's sound. Home, so. I lost sound. Can you guys hear me now? I lost sound for a yeah. little bit. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. Um, the coffee mill sharps, the Krumloff, the Velo Dog revolver, or the three gauge kiln gun. Which one's the coolest weird gun? It's hard to say. I like the coffee mill sharps because it was just dumb and cool at the same time. But yes, the yeah. SCG's got to be like I mean, iconic and everything. It's just it, it was the start of it all. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Clove. Uh, don't need to know that, but thank you for the info. Appreciate it. Uh, let's see here. 1.4 thousand votes. 57% say the STG. 21% uh, say the Coffee Mills. 14% um, the Kiln Gun. And the Velo Dog comes in at 8%, which I am relatively shocked about that relatively shocked but yeah those are the the pony polls for the week go check out our good friends over anderson manufacturing andersonmanufacturing.com uh they put out today and, and kyle 
Kyle couldn't make it. He's got some family stuff uh, with his with, with kiddo and all that. Um, he's probably going to jump in the after chat. But um, do you guys see the new Cerakote project for this month over at Anderson? Oh, it's called the Sandstorm. And it's kind of like that the old chocolate chip cookie uh, camo pattern from the 90s, the desert camo. It is gorgeous. So go check out that. The Cerakote Project of the Month is Sandstorm. Fantastic, fantastic. He missed a big opportunity to play Sandstorm in the ad. I'm just saying. He could have played Sandstorm. I would have danced to it. Everyone knows that song. Like They may not know anything about it, but they know that. Like, you hear that every football and basketball game in the world, you know. Uh, Man, that is sharp. Isn't that sweet? That looks yeah. good, doesn't it? Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. And don't uh, forget to tag Anderson with hashtag Pony Express 2024. Yep. In every post, no matter if it's, I don't care if it's about Anderson or not, in every post that you make, hashtag Pony Express 2024. Yeah, somebody sent me a, uh, a document, a classified document on that that they, they claim they found in a dumpster somewhere in Kentucky. I'm just saying. Just I'm, saying. I'm thinking just, about releasing it, but I, I don't know. I don't know how that would affect my journalistic standards if I did that. Standards? What the hell are you talking about? Yeah, fair point. Yeah. Your Puma card means about as much to some people around that know you that like a white privilege card does. That's just what it is. Yeah, white, privilege comes, white privilege comes in handy, though. It does. It does. Have you seen that Matt Reif thing where the guy gives him an actual, a legit white privilege card? And of course, he was in Alabama when he did it. It's awesome. Guys, a legit white privilege card. And the funny thing is, is it sold on Instagram for $13. The ironic thing about $13, which I'm pretty sure it's not ironic. I think it's exactly for us with a 13th Amendment. And then, but the guy that, that sells them is a black guy. And I think that is amazing. He is getting his reparations by selling white privilege cards on Instagram. Fantastic. I love go, man. all of the irony built in there. It's Dude, just beautiful. beautiful God thing. bless America. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. seriously, seriously where else are you going to do that? Are you, are you able to do that? Exactly. Absolutely. Um, we do have a super chat out there from Minotauri Carry. I appreciate you. You guys know we don't ask, nor do we encourage them, but uh, all super chats do go spending uh, money to send care packages uh, downrange and all that. So thank you. Thank you very much. He says, uh, slipped in right through the nap alarm. Thank you, Boomer. Keep fighting. Always keep fighting. Always keep fighting. Um, so tonight, tonight, we're going to talk optics. Um, we, we had an optic chat uh, a few months ago, but this is going to be a little bit different. I want to do this and we're going to start this out by Marcus out there. Um, he says, first question on illuminated optics. Do you guys prefer red or green? I'm assuming, assuming he's talking about red dots. Um, and, and do you prefer red or green? Also, what do you think you guys make the best optic under 400? Um, so let's go, let's go through the room and start talking about this. I will say this, that I've always been a red dot guy. Um, when the green dots start coming out, I didn't really like them. Um, one of the reasons why a lot of the ranges that I shoot at around here are very wooded and the backdrop 
is all trees and all that. And so the red dot actually stands out better in the green tree background than a green dot does. But if I didn't have like that backdrop all the time, I really have kind of come to um, like a green dot. I just wish that most of my range days, I didn't have green trees in the back is, is the backdrop. Uh, not that you can't see it, but that red actually does stick out better. Uh, Chris, we'll start with you. Red dot or green dot? I'm the same way you are because the range that I do the majority of my shooting at is uh, the back. The backstop is just all trees and grass. And yeah, um, I will say one thing about I think green dots are a better option for someone who has really bad astigmatism. I see. I think it helps. Um, and uh, I know, like Swamp Fox, because he was he had also said something about under four hundred bucks. And Swamp Fox does a really good job with their green dots. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I prefer red, even though I do have astigmatism. I I would almost rather deal with a little bit of the star bursting versus because sure. the green dots, like you said especially here in Ohio in the spring and summer, it's everything's green. So it's, you kind of so lose it sometimes. Have you, have you had a, a, a lot of time with prism scopes? I have. It's funny you brought that up. Well, because I, don't, I, just, I don't have stigmatism, so I don't know. But from what I understand from a lot of people that do, they say that prism uh, scopes seem to be the best for people with astigmatism. I won't get your opinion on that. Yeah. they. I mean, they are because you've got, you know, you, you basically have a reticle in there, so you do not have to have any illumination on. Yeah, you have that etched reticle, yeah. But my issue with the prism is, is then you got to deal with eye relief, where with a red dot, you don't have to deal with that. That red dot can be as far away from you as you want, as close to you, but with a prism, you're you're still stuck with eye relief. And okay, so I, yeah, I, I wouldn't do well with that. Um Obviously, with different scopes, you have eye relief, but I that's one of the reasons why I do enjoy dots a lot is, is I like I don't like being right up. I like how I can be able to see more. Um, so, yeah, but yeah, I, I, I was just wondering because, uh, like I said, there is a lot of people that say that prisms are the best, but I wasn't sure what your thoughts were. I didn't know you had astigmatism. So when you said that, I was like, well, let's get his opinion also. Yeah, and the other... The other thing is, too, is like a lighted reticle in a scope or a prism, It's you're not going to have the brightness like you have with a red dot or a green dot. So you got to factor that into. On a bright, sunny day, the lighted reticle doesn't really do you much good anyway. Uh, but that's my biggest. Prism scopes are awesome. The glass, even on the budget ones, is crystal clear. I mean, but you're dealing with that eye relief, and if you're – I think people make a mistake thinking they can use a prism like they use a red dot, and that's that's not the case yeah. because you've got to get that scope within your eye relief box, or you're it's you're going to get the same uh, fisheye effect and everything you get with a scope. So, yeah. Now, having astigmatism, do you have issues using high-powered scopes like you know long-range shooting scopes, or you have any issues with that at all? No, the only the only thing I ever notice it on is like a red dot. Like if I'm using a, a circle dot, it's always just the dot. Like the circle uh, outside of that dot doesn't, the circle doesn't have a burst. Is it no burst in a circle, just the dot itself. 
for me. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. And it's, and it's only certain dots. Like, that's what I'm saying. I don't have a real bad case of it. Like some people do, but yeah. there are, there, there have been dots before that I've got them out of the box and I'm like, yeah, I, I can't do anything with this. Cause it's, Does it, it, is there a correlation to the size of the dot? What MOA it is. Oh, like yeah, a three day row MOA, something like that. Could yeah, be. I deal. I I tend to like three MOA. Kind of just gets me across the board where I want to be. Um, yeah, I've had six MOA dots that starburst pretty bad on me. Yeah. Um, a lot of times I can alleviate it too, just by turning the brightness down a little bit. But it's always there, just a little bit. But but I've talked to people that you know they got it bad, a lot worse than I do, and they can't even. Yeah use a red dot so right yeah no i get it i get it uh clove uh let's, let's talk red dots first off red dot versus green dot do you have a preference green and i'm in the woods a lot and i, I go green okay so yeah right. in east it's, texas you do you're surrounded by woods but you don't have an issue it's bright now, enough to this. when you're shooting when you're shooting your dots on the range you have a backdrop that's not trees and woods so uh, most, but when you go out there hunting and all of that, uh, do you and you you are your backdrop is a bunch of trees and all that. You uh, have you have zero time picking that reticle up. Or are you good? I don't think I've ever hunted with a dot. Okay, okay. So now if you're talking about illumination in a scope, very rarely do I use illumination in a scope at all. If it's if it's dark enough that I've got to use that, it's probably too dark to take a shot anyway. My opinion okay. on that yeah. um and if i'm at, in night i'm running thermal so it doesn't matter it's <laughs> fancy i know i hear you i'm just joking no no i understand exactly what you're saying now let uh, me back up now let me back up there was a time when i had no night vision okay go ahead yeah there was a time when i had no night vision i had no thermal and i used lights right yeah. that's kind of how i started and green i still like i like the green reticle um illumination then too yeah um so let me ask you this is it the color the, yeah. the color just is more pleasing to you than red i guess it's easier on the eyes it's quicker okay. for me to pick up okay. and like i said i think it's weird that when you were like yeah i don't like it because of the you know da -da 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 -da. I, I like it a lot more and, but i still then, yeah right and then chris comes in and talks about the astigmatism and there's no yeah. right or wrong answer for this i mean no, 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 everybody's no. eyes are different this is all personal preference, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. yeah, some people may look at it and not may not even be green to their eyes. It may well, be well. Some people. Uh, I remember you guys remember this. Probably, I think it was 2018, 2019, 2018, 2017, maybe. I don't know. Hollow Sun was just coming out, and they came out with like the the yellowish orange uh, reticle. And I remember asking. Amber, I don't yeah. remember if it was an amber. Yeah, but I'm, I'm not. I'm not smart enough to say amber. Well, that's been uh, around a long time because I've got a. But Hollison came out with one, and I remember, uh, and that was when Hollison was kind of like young, and they were still trying to make their mark and all that. I think it was maybe NRA Dallas. Uh, was that 2018? I think. Don't so. quote me on that. I think, I think so. so. I, I remember walking up to him, and I was like, "Look, like." Is there a reasoning behind the amber um, reticle? And the guy that I talked to, I don't remember who it was. It was a long time ago. Um, literally said that they came up with that because, and I don't know if this is true or not, but it sounds true. I've got friends that are colorblind, and they kind of confirmed this, 
They said that of all the colors, the one color that most every colorblind person can pick up is yellow. And so they did that so that the people that are colorblind would actually be able to pick up the reticle uh, because it was yellow. That for some reason, most people that are colorblind can pick up, all can all pick up yellow, which I think is kind of interesting. So um, there you go for that. So if you're colorblind, um, maybe a, an amber or the yellow reticle or dot or whatever will uh be, it might work for you i don't know i'm not colorblind either any of you guys are obviously none of you are colorblind are you ginger might be because you know redheads are weird you probably got accused of it at nra but you know <laughs> i think we all might have let's be honest except for john john was john was wearing like neon orange golf shirt and he was like literally like the most toned down dresser of the crew the great, sure. the great pumpkin charlie brown that's right that's right that's right um ginger do you prefer red or green dot um i prefer red i've been testing the green crosshair reticle from swamp fox okay. um which i found i don't like that crosshair reticle and it'll probably end up with you at some point because uh, I'm not a fan of that crosshair. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll test it out. And, you know, it's it, it, here's the thing, though. And we'll talk about this because yeah. uh, before we go on to the best Optimator 400, which is the second part, there's another question he sent about uh, what kind of reticles do we like. And I think that, that ties in more to this specific conversation. We'll, we'll talk favorite brands here in a little bit. Um, you know, it, it's weird you say that because there are some crosshair reticles um that i really really enjoy most of them i do some of them i don't i most here's the thing though most christmas tree reticles i don't particularly like but some i think are cool as hell are we so you know i can't really be say all christmas tree i hate and all crosshairs i love but in generally like it's just weird isn't it weird though like some people have a different take on a christmas tree or a different take um, so are we on talking, I'm not a big ACOG guy either, you know, but some of them look really cool. Go ahead. Are we, are we talking sites now or are we, we are still, or are we on scopes now? No, 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 no. no. We, we, well, he was, what he was saying is, is he's, he's got one that he doesn't necessarily like the reticle on. I've got sites uh, that will switch reticles. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've got sites that will shoot them too, but, uh, change them too. But like some of them that are just like a crosshair type thing. Or a lot of scopes will have the Christmas tree, and I don't want to sit there and say well, I don't. I'll never shoot a, a scope with the Christmas tree because there are some scopes with Christmas trees that the reticle actually does please my eye. Uh, I just, for me, like Christmas tree looks, it's just too much. Like I'm not smart enough to to it. I don't know. Uh, anyways, I cut you off. Sorry, John. No, um, I found that the green is easier to pick up, but I'm more comfortable with the red. And maybe it's just the reticle that uh, that is on there, um, and th I know that they say that green is better in low light compared to the red. And um, so maybe it's know, opposite. It's one of the two. Is one's better in low light? It's easier. To I've up. always I've always thought that the red was better in low light because you can turn it all the way down to like like the number one, and it still kind of pops. Um, but it's not going to take over 
you know what I'm saying? It's not going to take over that, that's that, that optic or anything. Um, but once again, you have to understand also is like, I've always used red. So I guess that's something I'm comfortable with. You know, I've always enjoyed it. Green is growing on me for low light though. I, I think for me personally, I'd probably go with a red cause I can, if it has the variable brightness, I can shut that all the way down. If it doesn't have like the variable brightness setting where it's just, it is what it is. Yeah. I honestly, I probably would go with green because a bright red dot or reticle in, in at night can really over just overpower your, your sight picture, you know? Well, yeah. And I, I, I found like for, for rifles, red is probably the best. I like Uh reticle doesn't matter on a rifle, but on pistol, like for some reason, I'm not really enjoying that. But I will say this is I saw the funniest meme the other day because people were bringing up iron sights. If you're running iron sights on your pistol, you are you are gun Amish. I'm just putting that out. You term oh, gun Amish. You better say that again. What'd you say? If I, you are right, but I want to hear you from your voice again. If you are running just iron sights, you are okay. gun considered gun on, Amish. On, on what? On a pistol. Like a handgun pistol or AR, AR pistol? Handgun. We'll call you it a handgun. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. That's, that's my strike of the night. These young, young people. They get me. Crack me up. Got rid of that real quick, didn't we? God. That dude just said you were gun Amish. Man. Let's see if he tries to get back in. My God, that dude just serious. Did he just say we're gun Amish Clover? Guess he did. I where I'm going to say that. I'm going to wear that proudly. Like I, I'm, I'm just, I, I'm not an optic guy in here. Well, I know Amish people. They got some pretty tight beards going. So uh, maybe, true. maybe, maybe some truth to that. Now Daniel, God is my judge, says I'm going <laughs> to open a can of whoop ass on that kid. <laughs> I was waiting, and I was like, yeah, Daniel's going to be the first one. That was my <laughs> one joke of the night. I'm sorry to everybody I just offended. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, I, I, I'm not anti-optic. I'm not anti-optic on pistols at all. I just don't particularly like them. Uh, and I've said this many, many times before. Um, the one thing, I, I mean, obviously, once you get used to it and all of that, I think, yes, uh, it's, it's probably good for competition. Sure, I see the benefit. Um, I will say this. I've said this a lot of times before. The one great thing about a, a dot on a pistol is it's going to make you basically present the gun the same way every single time because if you don't, you're going to be, your head or your hand, so you're gonna be moving to find that dot. So it's gonna force you to present it consistently, uh, which I guess for mechanics and muscle memory is not a bad thing. I just, for me, I don't know, and I love dots. You guys know I'm, I'm a big red dot. I just not on a, just not on a pistol. I haven't been converted yet. I haven't been. How should I put this? I haven't been convinced yet. Um, I will allow the guns and optics to continue to try to change my mind. I've got a couple with them. Uh, I just, it's just not for me. Uh, just not for me. Um, I know Clover is a brother Amish, an Amish brother of mine. Chris, pistols. If I know you run a lot of optics, but I mean, do you prefer an optic or is that just something that you've kind of gotten used to? 
I 100% prefer to carry, okay. with, carry everything with an optic. But I, I have nothing against iron sights. It's just when I started using pistol dots, it was it was game over. Like I'm like, this is all I'm so going to do. Long, how long have you been running dots on your pistols, if you don't uh, mind me asking? Five years now. Five years? Yeah. Okay. Was it in my... It, it, Am I weird, or was it like really weird for you when you started shooting dots on pistols? Was oh, it, was yeah. it was it natural? You, you you enjoyed it right off the bat. You enjoyed the look of that sight picture right off the bat, or did you have to grow into that? Oh yeah, I had to grow into it. I couldn't okay. tell you how many times I'd pull up and like, "Where's my dot?" You know, you're sitting here yeah. doing this. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, for me now it's all optics now. Uh, Daniel says, so ghosts, what you're saying, you will never see hood rats using a dot. I don't even know where that, I don't, I don't, did I miss something? I don't know. Uh, Mike out there says he's seen glass shattered in people's faces from shooting red dots on pistols at competitions. I shot a lot of competitions in my life. I've never seen an optic blow up in someone's eye. Not saying it doesn't happen. I'm just saying I've never seen that. Have you, Chris? No. I I mean, I've seen them. I've seen heard of that. them fly off in a competition, but they didn't Absolutely. break. Yeah, I've never even heard of that. That's crazy, man. That's that's nuts. Wow, crazy. Crazy talk, I say. Um, all right, let me go back over here. Um, bearded guy says... Ghost, do the Marines use the ACOG? I don't know if they're if they're still using the ACOG. They did for the longest time. Um, ironically, like when I was in, um, we during boot camp and combat training and all of that, we were never issued uh, an optic at all. Uh, we did everything iron sights. We qualified even when we qualified like in the in the fleet. We qualified all the way out to you know, the 500-yard qualification. Uh, irons only. We weren't allowed. Now we were we were given uh, ACOGs and stuff for uh, the stuff for qualification purposes. We were never allowed to use an optic. We always were iron sights. Now that's less you could break. Look, come on now. Absolutely, and, and we're notorious. Like if you wasn't a broken, <laughs> you're Marines. I mean, that's the right. We for, right. Um, but now I don't remember when it started. Um, I would say probably after 9-11 or something. I know that like when they're issued their rifle in boot camp, like it's got an ACOG on it. So like they're learning, like I learned to shoot in the Marines. Like I didn't shoot prior to going to the Marine Corps. So I learned to shoot from the Marines and obviously through iron sights. That said, there's a lot of Marines that have probably never shot and they're learning immediately how to shoot from an ACOG which I don't agree with. I think that you have to maybe earn that ACOG. I think you give them like we did. We got them for certain things, but get them when you get to the fleet. I think they should go through boot camp and combat training without a, an optic, or at least through boot camp. And if you'll get the combat training, give them an ACOG then, or an optic or whatever. I just, I, I'm not a big fan of, of learning how to shoot, relying on a dot. That's just me, or a, or a reticle, or an optic of any kind. But that's just me. But I, I do believe for the longest time they did. To answer your question, um, I don't know. 
if they are still using ACOGs. I'm sure they're using some kind of optic, and I would imagine that they probably are still using ACOGs. But I, I, I don't know. I don't know that. I could not give you the, a definite answer on that. Um, yeah, 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 um, yeah. So I, I wish I could answer you better. I could probably find out for you, bro. But I, I, I don't want to give you anything because I don't exactly know what they're using right now uh, and all that. All right, next question, optic-wise. How about reticles? What are your favorites? We talked about that already. Um, or do we talk about, do we talk reticles? No, we just talked about color and all that. Um, all right, so let's start with this one. Clover, straight-up reticles. Um, I'm not talking dots or just an optic of some kind. When you talk about reticles, like a scope, you have a, yeah, a scope. Or I mean, is is a red dot your favorite, or do you like a Christmas tree? Do you like the cross? You know, it, it, if you had a choice to look inside at a certain uh, reticle for the rest of your life, like okay. do you have a favorite kind of reticle? Yeah. So for a, so for a for a scope, a magnified, let's just say a magnified optic. Sure. Um. Because I want to take pistols and red dots and that yeah, sort of thing out. Of yeah, sure. um, I'm a mill dot guy, so <laughs> I do like some type of mill dots. Yep. Um, that being said, the configuration I don't like it too busy. The Christmas tree stuff annoys the bejesus out of me, and <laughs> to and to an extent, even some of the BDC reticles annoy the bejesus out of me. They're just too busy. Yeah. Um, I don't like it. Um, and if you're you know, I don't know, for like a competition setting or something like that, I could see it. Um, for some type of real-world engagement, be that force-on-force on, force on force military or be it, you know, hunting, like, yeah. you want to be able to see through the reticle that what you're shooting at. Like, you, you want to be able to see down range, and I don't want all that crap covering it. Um, now, deviating from, from the mill dot and even some have mill dots i like the 3030 uh the 3030 duplex so okay and, and one of the reasons i like that and that's whether you know some of them they omit the top post you know some of them omit the the side post and it's just a bottom 3030 but either way uh and if you're not familiar with what i'm talking about out there you've got a really thick post and then the the, the rest of the crosshair is a little thin line right so the thin lines are 30 inches at 100 yards if everything is sighted in properly, right? Um, so you've got, with that, you've got a, a quick reference point, at least some type of a quick reference point to figure size of your target, to judge distance, right? Other things, right? Mm -hmm. um, and again, that's why I like mill dot is, you know, if I've got everything dialed in and I know what it is, I can use those dots to range if I know what the size of something is down range, roughly what it is, right? And yep. the 30-30 reticle in a hunting scenario, because they've been popular for many, many decades in the hunting world, um, achieves the same purpose, ultimately. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm basic is what I'm saying. I don't need all the no. craziness. No, I get it. I, 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 I'm, I'm similar in, in, in a lot of ways. Um, now Calaveras out there says mill dot or Chris, I'm, uh, he says that he seems to agree with Clover. Well, of course you do. He's your hero, bro. So, um, <laughs> um, let's see here. I want I saw something. I want to start so I don't forget it. Sorry. Um, there you go. Sorry. Um, Ginger, 
reticle type. Maybe not color, but reticle type. Do you have a preference? For long-range shooting rifle, sh bolt rifle or lever gun, I guess if you put it hunting-wise, uh, mill dot, definitely mill dot radical um, with no Christmas tree, just the standard mills. The and mills, crosshair, the circle in the middle type thing? Yeah, um, preferably with that. And I, I don't know if this falls under reticle, but kind of does. Is the first focal plane. So when you zoom in, the 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 reticle zooms with it. Um, for ARs for LPVO, kind of the what's the best way to describe it? The the horseshoe with the popsicle stick. If that does, does everybody understand what I'm saying? When the the horseshoe on yeah. the top with the popsicle Absolutely. stick. Yeah. Um, so that for LPVO, I prefer that. And for that's uh, you talking about like the BDC reticle. Yeah, that's sorry. Yeah, that's the that's the right term for it. It's yeah. a BDC reticle. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. For like uh, Prism, the ACOG style uh, point triangle reticle for rifle dots. I don't mind a dot, but I also like the the EOTech crosshair. But I don't like the EOTech crosshair style on pistol dot. And that's the dot that I have now that I don't like. Do you, for some reason on pistol, it just takes way too much space up in that that optic window. Um, but yeah, that's. I think I covered them all. So pistol pistol dots. Did you say what MOA you like? You like are you a three MOA guy or what? Three or six. Six really? Yeah, bigger dot. I mean, if it if it's real state up. Oh, I got I, I, less than five. I got for sure. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like I said, everyone's different. I'm just for me, that's just like yeah. maybe maybe it was just the the dot itself that that just took up too much of the window for me. But I don't know. Hey, I was mean, just, I'm six, surprised to hear that. You know, a six is six inches at a hundred yards, and like ah, I can't deal with that. Like holy crap! What I'm shooting, especially on a rifle. Because what I'm shooting it on is much more capable than six inches at 100 yards. Odds are, and like I want to know, I want to know where I'm at within that six inches. If for for the six MOA, I'm thinking more of like when I run a six MOA dot, it's more for concealed carry, and I'm thinking Dude, most of my stuff close range, close. for close range, non accurate and rapid fire. Yes, I yeah. would. I, yeah. I, I, I get I your point. That. I still wouldn't want it's anything below five. But you I know? get your point. Yeah. 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 I think I think most of my dots now are three MOA. Uh, yeah. but I've I've run six MOA for like a concealed carry and yeah. I find to like it because it just uh, covers the target. Yeah, for me. But see that's that's the thing that and that's what that that's the great thing about everyone's different. They they like different things in their eyesight, in their in their sight picture and all that. For me, like I don't want the dot to cover up my target. You know what I'm saying? Like I that's my preference, um, which is, is, is kind of interesting because I mean, once again, that's why they have all these different options that well, you can people do, have to look at different things. You can do, and it's something I've seen done. I've seen the six o'clock hold. I've seen people sight in at a six o'clock hold before. Well, you, if you if you're talking like excess sights, 
that's kind of what the excess sight system is like the big fat jumbo thing they have that came out a few years back you remember the old excess the big old the big dot in the front sight that's basically what they with that dot what you had to do the front sight was a big old circle and it was damn near a six o'clock hold i mean same kind of principle i guess you know and maybe that's why i liked it because i ran those those excess yeah. sights for a while and yeah it's kind of like it uh, you know, it, it's so funny. The excess sights are—I I like the looks of them. I mean, the, I had the bright orange with like the green, like in the middle. But that bright orange, big ass dot there in the front sight, I—I I, I liked it. You pick it up, but it does get some taken, some used to to, to look at. It like, wow, you know. Um, but yeah, it's—it's it's what it is. Um, Columbus reticles. Do you have a favorite reticle? Well, the majority of the shooting I'm doing using no PVOs, I like a very simple BDC reticle. Yeah. Um, but when I was down at dead zero, when we were shooting out to a thousand yards, I became a real big fan of mill dot real quick doing that. But um, for most of the shooting I do, I just like something simple. And as much as I hate to say it, cause I'm not a vortex fan at all. Yeah. I love the I love the simple BDC reticle they used in their Strike Eagle LPVOs. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, for me, just I'm like you, Ghost. I, I just need something simple. <laughs> yeah. I'm still yeah. reticle. You know, you better watch out. You start shaming Vortex out there. Mike might have to come visit uh, you. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan. I've had to send way too many of them back for. I, I don't mind. I just think there's so much better out there. Oh yeah, they're they're so far behind and everybody else when it comes yeah. to their scopes yeah. and their red dots. The red dots are they're way behind on red dots. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, for me, um, I kind of like that you guys are saying for like a high, uh, 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 I want to say high power, but just a magnified optic for like my long range and all that. Um, I, I'm a very simple mill dot guy. Um, I, 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 I'm a very simple, good God. Uh, yeah, I, I'm a very simple mill dot guy. Um, for LPVOs, I do enjoy a BDC. Uh, for LPVOs. Now, I will also say that I want a second focal plane in my LPVO. Um, I Now, for this, absolutely, first focal plane, when you zoom in, you try to get to a 1,000 yards, you want all of that to... But for like an LPVO, I'm 100% a second focal plane on that. I don't want to see that thing grow. I, I just... It's, it's right there. That's just me. Um... Now, for dots, my preference is a circle dot. I love a circle dot. I've been shooting um, circle dots because I, 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 I really am a big fan of EOTech. And I've got several EOTechs, and I've had them for a long, 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 long time. Um, and, that, and I think that's where I fell in love with the circle, the holograph, but it's a circle dot, basically. So if, if I have a, uh, a, a dot or something that has multiple different reticles, like a dot, circle dot, the cross, the small crosshair, I will always choose a circle dot if I have in, in, in a, in a um, you know, a 1X red dot or whatever. If I have an opportunity, I will go circle. I love a circle dot. Um for me uh, ACOG they're, they're talking about the ACOG the ACSS reticle um, once again I, I don't dislike it 
but the the ACSS is is a lot like to me like a Christmas tree as far as the busyness of it. Um, I, I I'm a very simple eyesight person. I don't want too much. I I think that I'm not going to utilize a lot of that. And for me, it's just too much. I want to put something on a target and I want to pull the trigger. I don't want to now do they help in in a battlefield thing, you know, that you can go out from, you know, out to two or three hundred yards and utilize the reticle for the Chris tree or the ACOG the ACSS site to help where you don't have to worry about a zero. You can kind of just hold. Absolutely. For me, that's why I use a 36 yard zero though. On on my AR and my battle rifles, I'm going 36 yard zero, so I don't have to worry about having those notches on hey you can hold here for 300 yards you can hold here for whatever i know from with with that rifle from zero to 300 yards if i aim center chest it's going to hit within six inches of where i aimed and that's still going to take care of that threat uh, i don't have to worry about holes high or low it's just literally put it there and i'm good but that's why i love the 36 yard zero uh, but that's just me um let's see here um great marcus man you're on freaking fire tonight dude i love it because i love talking optics right I'm, I'm an optic i could talk optics all the time uh for cqb do you guys like open reflex sites uh to me it doesn't matter um uh, and, and I, I'm, I'm sure i've talked about that i'll go through the room here in a second but i'm sure i've talked about this for a while uh, when I'm rolling CQB, I'm not looking through my optic. Um, that's just me. When I'm when I'm rolling CQB, I've got an optic on there. It's either the EOTech or, or a dot or something. But it, my eyesight is going right on top, right over my optic. Uh, that way, I'm not focused on an optic. When you're doing CQB, you you need your peripherals. You need to be focused on all of that. And let's be honest, in CQB. Let's is, oh my god! Did, did this do it again for you guys? Yeah, you're is it back. just me? Was it me or was it everybody? I didn't see anything, but that was weird. It just like went like you remember the old '80s, like the different colored bar on your TV set. That's what it looked like on all three of y'all stuff. Maybe it's my connection, but I've got fiber optic. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, for CQB, I'm I'm going right on top of the optic. Uh, you need your peripherals. You need to be able to see everything that's going on in front of you. And let's be honest, the, the longest shot, if you're talking like CQB, like a room clearing or, or clearing a building or a house, or whatever, the longest shot you're probably going to have to worry about is probably about 30 feet. And let's be honest, if you're rolling an AR, either rifle or pistol or whatever, even a handgun, and at 30 feet, you can't point and shoot and you know to be like maybe dead center but you should be able to hit your silhouette target and all of that point and shoot at 30 feet just saying so for cqb i do not i'm not gonna run or i'm not gonna be focused through my optic i'm going right over it that way i can i can do whatever i need to do because uh for me uh any of you guys have CQB experience? And if so, um, what do you guys, if 
I do like an open reflex site. I'm sorry, I should answer the question. I do like open reflex sites a lot. Um, and if I had a dedicated like AR pistol or S- SBR or something and 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 I was still in the core and I was able to put it wherever I wanted on there, like an SBR, I'd probably honestly I'd probably run about a, a 10 and a half, 300 blackout with uh with a reflex site. That's just me. Um because once again, I'm not going to use it, but that's also not taking up a big real hunk of real estate on top of, of that that rifle or, or or whatever you want to call it. Um, so that that would be me. Uh, okay, so let's go back down through the panel. Um, CQB reflex site, or what would what kind of site would you run in CQB if it's not reflex? Uh, let's start with Ginger on this one. Now with, you know, in the past, yes, I, I've normally run like a, a, a standard dot, uh, but the close, the size of the closed emitter dots now that are coming out, especially like the the Swamp Fox Kraken and all those, those fit really nice and they don't take up a lot of real estate and they're just protected. I don't know if that makes sense to you guys, but the, that kind of style just seems to I seem to like that a little bit more that close emitter stuff. I, I get it, yeah. Uh, Chris, what about you? CQB stuff. Um, I mean, for me, CQB is not something that I really do much with. Um, but for USPSA shooting, um, I'm always using my dot so. I would assume I would probably do the same thing in CQB just because I'm so used to engaging targets at close range right through the glass, you know, on my optic. Yeah. Now, that said, most handgun pistol dots are a small scaled down version of of, of basically an open reflex sight. So... Do you enjoy on like an AR? Do you enjoy like the normal size open reflex sight, or you go in closed circle, you know, like a closed dot? No, I mean when I like when I first started shooting competition, I would only use the Hollow Sun Five Ten C because of the bigger window. But now I I tend to just use like a, a simple you know one by twenty or something. Um, that's really all I need. Yep. Uh, I yeah. And I'm, I like what John was saying, too, about the enclosed emitter dots or, you know, the, the Hollow Sun 509T is probably still one of my all-time favorite dots. Um, and you just don't have to worry about all that debris and stuff getting down in your, getting yeah. down on that emitter now. So, yeah, they're coming a long way now with the enclosed emitters on these dots. Absolutely. Uh, Clove CQB. <laughs> I always laugh because saying CQB with Clover, that that's kind of funny. Yeah. Well, I mean, if we're talking about, you know, carbine, right, or whatever, we're talking about, mm-hmm. you know, PCC or whatever yeah. whatever it might be. Um and I'm forced to and I'm forced to choose a an optic or a correct. Optic correct. Because I probably wouldn't. I would just There's a lot of caveats to this question. Kind of but an yeah. open side. But yeah. if you're talking flat top rails on say an AR platform, mm-hmm. you gotta have something, right? I'm probably gonna go with a one to whatever LPVO with a lighted center. Okay. 
Interesting. Okay. And, like I mean, six, it's going to be it's, six, it, one to eight, somewhere in there. Well, the 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 top end magnification is just going to depend it on doesn't what, matter what else. Gonna, yeah, it's going to depend on what else I use that rifle for. My point is, I can yep. crank it down to one, and you're almost point shooting at that at that at that point anyway. When you throw it up, you're going to catch the dot. You're going to be in the general area. You know what I mean? Yep. Absolutely. Um, and then. You know, you're not talking about having an additional optic or switching out if you go out to punt or varmints on the back 40 or whatever it might be. You know what I mean? You can crank it up into four power or six power or whatever you need to do and and get after it. Um, I'm not sure, Mike, what would you rate them? How many stars? You talk Vortex? Like in general? Or like specific ones, if I had to rate Vortex, I mean, I'm going to give them a solid three, to be honest with you. They're not bad. They're not great, but they're definitely not bad. They're a solid three. They're, you know, they're a solid three. Um, but, yeah, uh, there's another one I just saw. Uh, Christian out there says, what brand do you recommend for a handgun or PCC? Um, for me, I'm, I've always been a big Bushnell guy. Um, I've, I've got more Bushnell probably than any other kind of optics or dots of any other brand. I've always been a Bushnell. That probably comes from being a golf guy and Bushnell was like huge in the golf world. So I've always trusted Bushnell. Uh, I do appreciate the swamp. I got a couple swamp fox. I do appreciate that. Um, as much as I hate to say this, um, there are two brands that I would recommend, and, and I want you guys at least piggyback on this comment also. But there are two brands, and I and, and I would say this for specific dots. Okay, it's Holosun and Sig. And I say that because this, they're two companies that have now, they're not going anywhere. Okay. They're, they're in, they're in it, but those are the two that I enjoy because they have the shake awake slash, uh, the, the shake awake technology. And then, you know, you know, Hall of Sun still even has like the, um, the solar recharging. Don't care about that. Don't care about that whatsoever. I think if you're going to run a PCC and you're going to utilize it for a truck gun or home defense or whatever, I think the shake awake technology is 100% crucial because if it's three o'clock in the morning and someone is, you can hear someone banging through that door or breaking that window coming in and you're going to use an AR pistol or, or whatever, you're going to use something with a dot. The last thing you're going to be thinking about is turning that damn thing on. So the shake awake technology for me is one of the biggest things for home defense, self-defense, whatever you want to call it, that has happened the last few years where they've actually mastered it to where it actually works now. And I'm not saying those, those are the only two companies. Those are the two companies that I personally have the shake awake technology that I don't ever worry about. Um, I know that if when it, when I pick that rifle up, you don't have to shake it, but like as soon as it picks up movement, that dot's on. So as soon as you pick it off the ground, by the time you get it to your shoulder, it's there. So I, I would rec if you're going to utilize a PCC or a handgun 
for a home defense, uh, vehicle, self-defense, whatever, I would recommend whatever you go get to have a Shake-Awake dot on there. If you're going to run a dot, have Shake-Awake technology. That way you're never going to have to worry about it. Um, And and if you don't get Shake-Awake technology, it sounds crazy. Just don't turn it off, period. Leave it on. Some of these things will have up to 50,000 hours of on it, you know, and all that. So here's the thing. You don't ever turn your dot off once a month. Just check it. Look at it. Make sure it's still on. If not, you know what? Those 3023 or what, 3032 batteries or whatever the hell Dude. they're taking, they can get 10 of them for like $2. Amazon, Amazon a 20-pack and literally yep. ch- figure out, you know, does it last two weeks? Does it last three weeks? And then exactly. if, it lasts, if it lasts four weeks, then every buy you a 20 pack and every three weeks set your alarm on your phone to change your battery. You change your battery. Um, so if you're not going to get sh- shake awake, I would just say, keep the damn thing on at all yeah. times. Sorry. Uh, you guys, Hey, I, I don't want to get a call on you guys. Chris, you know, I was going to yeah, say, I, I wanted call- to piggy. I wanted to piggyback off that too. Another, and I agree with you hundred percent. Shake wakes. Awesome. You also need to look into like, if you're going to, is getting a dot that goes right back to the setting you set it on. Because when you're out so, during the day, uh, let's say if you're like on your if your carry guns, your nightstand gun, and during the day you've got that brightness turned up to seven or eight, turn that thing down before you go to bed. Because when you wake right up and your you eyes are open and you got that dot <laughs> turned up to seven or eight, you ain't gonna see shit out of that thing. Absolutely, so, absolutely. Uh, that's a so great. That's a, yeah, that's a great point. It's also gonna say battery a little bit. What's that now? Being turned down at night, it's going to save battery oh, a little bit. Save battery, absolutely. Um, yeah, hundred um, percent. But yeah, I, I I just think that having that that on without having to worry about turning it on, whether you just keep it on or you have shake awake, I think is crucial. Um, Ginger, do you have do you have a brand to recommend? Like I said, there's a lot of great brands out there, but if you're looking at Shake Awake for me, I think that the Sig Romeo line and the Holosun have kind of gotten to the point where that Shake Awake technology is is reliable. But uh, you guys might have other ones. Are there, are there other brands that you would recommend for a PCC? I mean, Holosun, I do. So Swamp Fox's Shake Awake technology has come a long way. I have not used a Swamp Fox to, in my defense. I haven't yeah. used a Swamp Fox Shake Awake. I have a couple of them, but I've never used a Shake Awake. It might so be great. I've used the Kraken and then their new Liberty. I believe it's what is it's got the Shake Awake on it, which has been great. And the that I mean, I've got the Holosun EPS, their new closed emitter dot. Um, that it, I love that Shake Awake works perfectly. Now, I did have. The battery die on me relatively quickly, and I don't know if it was because really it was it was in my backpack constantly shaking awake, or if it was when we were traveling to and from the range. That battery didn't last that long. Now, well, let me ask you this: Were were when it was shake awake? Were you on like the highest setting to where it was? It might have been on like seven or eight. And every time it came on, it was on seven or eight because that will drain it quicker. The 50,000 hours they boast is like on one power, you know? Well, and I think really what it was, and I know, I don't know on this one because I haven't played with it enough. We, you know, I did a lot of testing with it, but I haven't played, got 
into the settings and figured it out. I wonder if it was because we were going from Shake Awake and because it was auto adjusting from being in a holster to out those things are 100% draining battery. Now, we're also talking was this in Arizona? Yes. Let's be honest, 110 degree weather also does not help battery life. No, it does not. And uh you know, the, there's that I did find when I took a class with my the Vortex Venom that it didn't have shake awake, but when you fired the dot turned back on, which is weird to me because it should like we had that we had a, a part of the class where you were shooting just through the glass if the dot died. You're just seeing if how how you did. And I fired and the dot came back on. I kept telling the instructor, I have no idea what's going on. This thing is not supposed to turn on auto. And it just kept turning on auto while we were shooting. So there's that. I mean, there's a number. The other one that I really like, and I haven't had a chance to test it, but I've become good friends with the owner is Adaval and their optics and talking to him uh, and the quality that goes behind it. I think they're also a good contender for like a, an optic for a PCC in particular. I haven't really seen their pistol optics yet. I mean, if you go cheap right on is kind of stepping up the game, but again, they, they change ownership. Like I change my socks sometimes. So I, I, they're all, those are all valid companies. I mean, you also have your higher end, like, uh, you know, your EOTech and your, uh, Trijicon and things like that. But I, I actually haven't messed with the SIG optic, so I can't really say anything on that. You know, it was one of those things where this was like last year. I think it was like last year, two years ago, maybe. I don't remember. Um, Optic Planet, someone over there sent me an email saying, hey, blah, blah, blah. I'd like to work with you, do some work. Uh, anything in particular, here's a list of what we're looking to, to send out to people. Any of these interest you? And one of them was the SIG. And I don't, honestly, God, I don't remember which one it is. But it's one of their SIG little dots that shake awake. And I said, yeah, I'd love to mess with a shake awake. I want to see if SIG shake awake is getting better and how it works. So they said it to me. And I was very, very surprised. I actually, uh, I'm not going to lie. I like the looks of it more than a hollow sun. Now, I think the hollow sun that I have is a shake awake plus the solar recharge, which I think is honestly the best way to go if you can't afford it. It's not overly pricey, but I mean, it's 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 going to be a little bit more than your your standard Holliston dot. I think that's the way to go. Uh, but I was really really surprised the uh, the Shake Awake um, for the Sig is solid. It's very how do I put this sensitive? Like it doesn't take much. Like if it moves just like a little bit, it comes on. So it's not one of those things that you've got to make a forceful move. And some of these Shake Awakes that I've seen. Um, I'm not going to say the brands because it's not important, but some of these uh, older technology shake awakes, original technology shake awakes, you had to like literally shake it or it had to get this drastic movement for that dot to come on. This SIG, like if you just did that, it's coming on. So I was impressed. I'm not saying, I, I, and you guys know, I'm not a SIG guy. I don't like SIG. Um, but there's two things that SIG has put out in the last several years that I'm enjoying. The Shake Awake Dot, and I tell you what, their ammo is not bad. 
Uh, I'm very surprised, pleasantly surprised with their ammo, especially that V crown for a uh, a carry ammo. You can get it for the same price you can for like most you know FMJ ammo. It's pretty damn good. So kudos for Sig. I just don't like their guns. I guess I don't know. I don't know. Has uh, has anyone experienced? We're talking about pistol dots and and PCC dots. Has anyone else experienced like? the issue where if your optic starts coming loose, it doesn't turn back on because the battery compartment's not compressed. Cause I've had that when the battery compartments in the bottom, like the Trigicon style okay. the battery compartments in the bottom, like uh, there's a couple companies out there who, who copied that where the battery compartments in the bottom, it's held together. Yeah, that's just dumb to me, but okay. But it, it holds it. About, yeah. Yes. Um, I've had it where, we were shooting even with Loctite on the screw. Sometimes it comes loose. If you shoot enough rounds through it, that sure, yeah. yeah, when the optic came loose, it, you, you, I lost the dot completely because that well, battery is not on at all. No, the dot wouldn't come on at all because there's not enough pressure on that battery to, to, hold, it, yeah. to hold it in place. And I don't know if you guys have experienced that, but I found that to be a weird issue that I've run into. Or maybe I'm not tightening my optic down tight enough. No, I don't think that. I don't, I don't think that has anything to do with it. Um, I don't care if you're using Loctite or not. You shoot something enough in the right in the right weather conditions, especially um, things can get loose. And like you said, it doesn't have to come off. It just has to be just a little bit to relieve that 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 pressure plate, if you will. Uh, no, but I, I, I do not have any experience with that, Chris uh, yeah, or the Vortex Viper was notorious for that. If that okay. dot started to get a little loose on that slide, it would lose contact. So, yeah, you're right, John. Mm. Don't say that. He doesn't need to hear that. He's right. Well, it, it's not like it's a big deal, but it's annoying is what it is. It's because you're – well, it is a kind well, of a big deal. It could be a huge deal right. if it goes off at the wrong – if it does at the wrong time, you know. Um, you know, if, if you don't know – that your dot or your 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 optic is a little loose on that rail and you have to use it in that god forbid situation and your dot doesn't come on and you don't realize why that's a huge deal <laughs> you know it could be could be a huge deal yeah uh chris clover um anybody have any issues with with uh, or uh, any other shake awake technology brands that that you guys recommend or anything? I know you, Chris. You brought with the the Swamp Fox. They've gotten a lot better. I haven't used it yet, but uh, any others that you come to mind that might be a good, like maybe maybe entry level, if you will. I carried, I carried that Sentinel from Swamp Fox on my three sixty five XL for two years, and that um, I would only change that battery once a year. And yeah. it, it was auto damming and it was shake awake. It's always on. Um, I I think for a carry gun, the Swamp Fox Sentinel is one of the best carry optics there is. There you uh, go. I, I wish that Sentinel 2 would hurry up and come out because when it does, that's I'm going to buy that's it. Been it works for a while, hadn't it? And that, that's been something they've been talking about for a long time. Yeah, I did a. When it was out, to be honest with you, I didn't know it wasn't out yet. It just yeah. been out for a while. I saw it at SHOT Show, and then uh, I did an interview with them again at NRAM and did an interview about it, and uh, yeah, still 
still not available to buy it yet. I wonder what that means. I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. I know what? that I think they're having a lot of personnel issues over there. I think so. there's a lot of that going on everywhere yeah. right now, especially in the summertime. This is getting ready to start the, the quote unquote slow time in the industry. Um, so it is what it is. Um, Clove will bring you in. Um, oh, Lord. Yeah, I just, I mean, I know that this isn't something that you're typically on for, shake awake, especially you know, like, I, I don't know. Yeah. But just in general, like a PCC, uh, I mean, we talked about a lot about, but maybe something that might be like an entry level, like, uh, not saying entry level, like bad, but something that's not, not, not top end, but are still pretty solid. I, I will always go like, a, a, if, we're not, if we're not going shake wick, I'm always going to talk like Bushnell. I'm a huge Bushnell guy. I think you can get Bushnells yeah. for good prices. Yeah, you can get site mark. You can get him and even cheaper. Yep, absolutely. Um, and their stuff in the last several years the the early gen stuff was man it was chinesium to the max absolutely horrible but um you know they've actually come a long way um mm -hmm. over the last i would say probably five years or so four or five years for sure um so if you're looking you know straight up entry level now that's more going to be a pcc i mean i'd I'm yeah. sitting here trying to think. I couldn't even tell you if they even make anything that's like for RMR cut, blah, 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 like that. I don't even know. I couldn't tell you. No, they um, don't. They probably do. They, they probably do. do. Yeah. do, but I don't. I don't. Yeah. They would yeah. almost have to be in that game at this point. Well, at this point, if you're not, then you're screwing yourself. Yeah. 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 I've, I've run one of the site marks on a sig 322 with their which is uh i think it's a rmsc cut on that and it's it's decent i I wouldn't you know if you're looking to get into a carry optic i would say budget. yes for the, on that one yeah if you've got to go budget you know what i'm saying yeah yeah um all right let's talk about this one marcus man it's on fire tonight which do you guys prefer, red dot and a magnifier, or a dedicated adjustable magnified, like an LPVO or something? I'm assuming we're talking like for, uh, let's just say 300 yards and in, because that's what I would probably use my AR. I wouldn't go if I go three or 400 yards beyond that. I'm going like a normal scope. Um, so for like a one a one MOA. Like that, like my EOTech here. I don't know if you guys can see all of this stuff. Let me, let me show you this real quick. Let me just put this on the solo real quick. On my battle rifle, I run an EOTech with a 3x magnifier uh, right there. So I, I don't run the 3x magnifier hardly ever, uh, but it's on there for specific reasons. Um, and I hope that God I never have to use them for specific reasons, but. Uh, I enjoy that if I'm going to use an EOTech. Now, over the last several years, I have uh, become a fan. I've got four or five of them now of the LPVOs. Uh, and, and my favorite is actually a one to eight. Um, I enjoy one to eight. I think it's from Monstrum, actually. It's either Monstrum or Swamp Fox. I can't remember which one, but the one to eight uh, is my favorite. An eight, you can get out there pretty good, you know? Um, but. If I'm going to run, uh, I, I don't mind. Well, to answer your question, 
I do not mind a 3X magnifier if I'm running an EOTech. I do not like 3X magnifiers if I'm just running a, a simple dot or whatever. Um, if it's going to be a simple dot or something, I'll probably go LPVO, which is the light power variable optic. Um, it's going to have all of that. Um, so I, I like both of them. The answer is I like both of them. I'd probably say now... Um, I would prefer an LPVO, but I, I do love my EOTech. So if I run EOTech, I'll have a 3X magnifier on there. I'll start with Clover on this one. Um, yeah, magnifier or LPVO? Because I know you've kind of gotten some LPVOs lately also. So, okay. So that's misleading. I've told you. LPVOs existed long that. before they were called LPVOs. I understand um, that. But, you but you, so you know, let me go to the magnifier. Recently. Yeah. I'll make this really simple. I hate a magnifier. I don't understand. It's dumb. If you're going to run a red dot, run a red dot. If you're going to go range, then get a variable mm -hmm. fire scope, especially with the the prevalence of the LPVOs nowadays, let's just yep. say. I don't see any reason to have additional things attached that you have to flop and switch and move. And then even if you do flop and switch and move, you don't have any adjustability. It's a straight three X or no X. And then what's your point of aim point of impact going to be looking at at various distances and you had no crosshairs to gauge and it just, no, just no, no, no there was, there was a day, there was a day. It was like back in 1994 or something, but you know, no more with the magnifiers for me. Like it just didn't make any sense. Okay, homie. Like understand that that's one of the reasons why I do like the EOTech <laughs> with the three X magnifier because that's I've been running that for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't, I'm just talking with you. I know. Uh, and, you and I have I grown you. into the LPVOs the last several years. Um, but yeah, like I said, I can I can go with both of them. Um. But I, I do love my EOTech, so I enjoy. I'm, I will never put an LPVO on that rifle right there ever. That will always have an EOTech, and I'll always have a three X just in case. I will probably never use it, but I will have it. But I, I will never put an LPVO on that one. I'll get LPVOs on rifles all on my wall over here. Um, when are, when's, that, when's that wall going to make its appearance? By the way. Mm, so I haven't been able it, it is it, not for a while only because I've got the metal pegboard up still and eventually what I want to get is the uh, a slat wall instead of the metal pegboard I want to get like a white slat wall that goes all the way across this wall over here and like maybe do like an American flag painted on the slat wall I want that when I get that done um the guns won't make an appearance, but the the slot the wall itself will make an appearance. Uh, but right now, I still got all of that, uh, which I don't mind the metal pegboard. Um, but I, I think the slot wall would look kind of cooler, It'd be easier maybe. Um, so it'll it'll make an appearance probably this winter. Honestly, let's be honest. Uh, probably this winter, I'll probably get that slot wall done, and it's going to take up the whole wall, which I think would be awesome. Uh, it could be a lot of wasted space because I can only reach up a few feet off the ground. So there's a lot of empty space up top without having to get a ladder. So I guess you get you one of them things like, you know, the big libraries use that's got the stairs it's on the, the rollers. Slide. Yeah. 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 That'd be awesome. And put that on there. Yeah. yeah. For me, it would just be like a normal size ladder because I'm that small. Well, this is so. true. Yeah. Just put it on a, put it on a furniture dolly. It'll be good. Absolutely. Um, no. Um, 
Did I go through the room with Chris and Ginger on the 3X? Okay. Uh, Chris, let's go with you. Uh, 3X magnifier or LPVO? I'm going, with, I, I'm going to have to side with uh, Clover on this one. I, I'm i not a fan of magnifiers, and when I get a when I get companies wanting to send me an optic and they want me to do a combo set, um, I try to be uh, – I, I try to – cater to what they want but i i just don't like them i i think they're i i think it's just i think you're better off with the one to six or one to eight lpvo if you want to go that route uh it's just as easy to throw that magnification lever as it is to kick that uh magnifier over the throw handle yeah i get it and yeah i'm just not a fan of them i i they're i think they're heavy i mean most magnifiers they got a they're pretty they good chunk of weight, they um, and you really got to get that eye relief dead it dead on with that magnifier. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm just I I'm just not a fan. You know, it's one of those things. That I, I don't disagree with anything you just said there. Uh, for argument's sake, we'll just say this: um, if I wouldn't have been a three X guy for years ago. And I was just getting into the game now. I probably would never go to a 3x magnifier. I would go straight to an LPVO because at 3x you're still limited because it's still a 3x magnifier. An LPVO could get you up to eight, ten, uh, whatever. Um, yeah, I, I probably would if I was getting into that now. I probably would just go straight to the LPVO. I probably never would have gotten into a, a, a magnifier. Um, maybe that's why I'm holding on, you know, I'm holding on to my roots with, the uh, with the, uh, circle dot EOTech and, and, and the three X and, and yeah, I don't know. Uh, Ginger, you look like you have something you want to say. Um, that's I'm why I went first. Cause I, I was wondering yeah. if I I'm going to say LPVO because only with the caveat, I have not used a magnifier yet ever. Um, you're probably not missing much. To be honest no. with you, if if you go from a three X magnifier to a to an LPVO, like like I have, like there's still going to be if you like the three X, that's the way that you kind of had it for so long. You're always going to have a special place in your heart. Now, if you go from learning an LPVO going to a three X magnifier, it's going to be trash. Let's be honest. Now, you probably I, won't like it. I think you should try it just to say, but you probably won't like it. And and. I will say, like the LPVO, it's it like Chris said, the throw is easy to get with. Yeah. But now with that, and I can't if I could remember who's making it, and if you guys have seen it this week, there's somebody making a four end attachment that you just slide back and forth and it adjusts, like the, a focus thing on a camera or something. Yeah, it it attaches to the back of the LPVO, and you just slide the the thing on the, your top rail, and it changes the magnification. And if somebody knows who made it, because I can't remember off the top of my head who did it, but there is a it literally all it is is just sliding back and forth, and that motion just looks weird. But sliding it back and forth to adjust that that magnification without having to reach your hand back. Interesting. Interesting. I, I, I wish I could find who made. I was looking I it up. Or, I haven't seen that yet. That's that's that could be kind of cool, actually. Yeah. So I saw the. It was like. Last Thursday is when people were really talking about it. I can't remember who's making oh, it. Yeah. If it was this over yeah. the past, you know, yeah. I hadn't seen shit. So it was over the past weekend, but uh, 
it looks cool. It looks interesting. Now, there's some things on it that I saw that probably need to get updated in Gen 2 that kind of there it's pulled by what appears to be paracord and I feel like if it got caught in something it might jack up but I'll have to find it and send it to you just so you can see what I'm talking about I'm intrigued like I'm either gonna love it or hate it I think the way you're describing yeah. it and you're a marketing guy so you're pretty shitty at this you're supposed to sell <laughs> thing uh no but I, i'm either gonna love it or hate it but i'm really intrigued that could be interesting i'm assuming all four of us in this room have at least one lpvo correct oh yeah okay all right so that could be interesting to, to mess with um, interesting okay cool cool uh let's see here calaveras out there says has a, a first focal plane athlon argus i love athlon mike my my scope for the uh the sniper rifle is athlon uh i can't remember what it's the hd i don't know it, it's a great one i really six to six to 24 by 50 really do enjoy that athlon makes some good really really good stuff monstrum that's another company i want to talk about uh, i don't have to deal with monstrum or anything I, i've got similar stuff and i really do uh, i think chris uh is a great dude i think chris you know chris as well don't you yeah. Everybody here probably knows Chris with Monstrum. Uh, it's really solid dude, really solid company. But it's talking about a company that is really trying to maximize um, bang for the buck. They really are trying to, you know, keep prices down to a manageable level while they're able still to make money as a business, but still give you like check out some Monstrum stuff, guys. They they really are pretty solid for sure. Remember, uh, we were looking what, and I've never gave a lot of a lot of thought to Monstrum, and I probably yeah. need need to with some of the stuff I've got going on now. I need to probably yeah, reach out to it. But we were looking the other night, and you remember that flashlight hand stop thing that they've thing got? Holy awesome. crap, dude! That, that was yeah, the phone. You told dude. me it was Monstrum. I was like, oh snap! Because uh, we were looking at a Chinese knockoff one yeah, that was we pretty cool, and yeah. then I dug down the rabbit hole a little deeper, and I'm like, oh, snap, Monstrum makes one that's even better looking. And I hadn't seen that at SHOT or NRA. I might not have been looking hard enough, but I did not yeah. see that. Well, you don't think way. to look it for a handguard yeah. flashlight. I'm not, I'm not a handguard, hand-stop guy to begin with, so I probably even if I saw it, I wouldn't have looked at it, you know? Pretty He's cool. got me a package saturday and i opened that thing up and i couldn't believe all the stuff but he did he sent me so they make that hand stop in an angled and a straight um so now, i got both of those I, I could get down with an angled I, i'm much more of an angle I, I can run an angled i'm okay with that i'm really excited to try out that new banshee one to ten lpvo he just said yeah. that um yeah i love working with chris he he's been great to me Oh. Yeah, yeah. Chris is a good one. Oh, is this what you saw, Ginger? Is this where you saw it? I'm not gonna open the link, but I'm assuming that's the link that you're talking about. You just text yeah. me. Yeah. So okay. it is made by you know, put it just say it out here while we're looking yeah. at uh, antimatter industries scope switch is what it's called, and it is a uh, adjustable zoom via a slider on the handguard. That's pretty cool. I'm going to check that out for sure. Definitely check that out. Uh, Calaveras out there was talking 
about, about the Athlon, and I wanted to bring that up because he said it's the first focal plane. So for optics, I know we may have touched this in the, in the past. Um, first or second focal plane. Uh, for me, it's absolutely first focal plane for like long distance stuff. I mean, it's almost it's if you're not running first focal plane and you're like in long range or sniper stuff, like you're 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 at a disadvantage. Let's be honest. Anything probably three hundred and in, I'm absolutely second focal. I we talked about this when you're six o moa John earlier. Like I don't like reticles taking up a large portion of the window, and so especially in close stuff. So. I would say anything like a, an AR down to anything, a, a, a PCC and all that, I, I'm going to run second focal plane if, if possible. I want to keep that reticle as small as possible. I can see more um, through that, that, that optic, than not that reticle just taking up all of it. Uh, for long distance, for 100% sure, uh, go on first focal plane. But I would say anything inside 300 yards I'm going to use, I'm a second focal plane guy. Uh, let's start with you on Ginger on this one. Um, you can say long range and other, you, you can if, if if you have different ones that you like for different reasons, then go ahead because there might be someone out there that's asking that question for a reason. So, so for long range, I do like first focal plane. For LPVO, I have both first and second right. and second focal plane, and the reason. Why is because on my first focal plane and one power, it looks like a dot. And then as I zoom in, it it brings it up. So normally if I'm shooting the LPVO, uh, it, it's within 300 yards. So I don't mind it zooming in that much because I'm only at three power at that point. But right. yeah. Yep. We're going to come back to LPVOs here in a second because I want to ask a question through this also. Uh, Chris, um, first focal plane, second focal plane, like where is your split if you if you do like both, you know? Uh, so any of my scopes, like 6 to 24, 8 to 32, those, I want them all first focal plane when I'm shooting long distance. But LPVO, mm -hmm. I have no use for a first focal plane. Um, yeah. I, I'm second focal plane all the way on LPVOs. Yeah. Uh, Clove, what about you? He probably wasn't paying attention. He has no idea. He's probably never even here. I'm here. Okay. Talking about, yeah, I'm here. I did forget what the heck you were. You didn't forget. About. You never were listening. Y'all went, y'all went off the rails there. I just asked it like 30 seconds ago. Oh, so. oh, first vocal plane, second vocal plane. Yeah. Uh, how about them? Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, mm, I'm used to it's it's all what you're used to, right? Like I I do have first focal plane stuff and for like target shooting and long range mm -hmm. that's not pressing or something, like first focal plane's nice. Um, but I'm used to second focal plane and especially when you shoot mill dots, um, you're kinda and and even, you know, the thirty thirty reticles we were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. Um I'm used to what all that looks like at varying levels of magnification and that sort of thing. And so it, it, the, 
yeah, I'm I'm used to the reticle, so I guess what I'm saying is it doesn't bother me. Like it's a, it's like I could I could go either way. You don't care. You don't care. Yeah. Yeah, and, and 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 let me let me caveat that by saying I don't care, and folks will complain costs more. So it's like okay, that that's why that's, why spend the extra money, right? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's where I was going with. Um, it. so let me ask you guys this: I don't hunt. Uh, I've never been hunting animals. Um. For hunting, would you guys, and obviously it depends on what you're hunting and how far your average shot for hunting is, but in generalities, do you guys prefer first or second focal plane for hunting? Probably second for me because of the price point of just getting drugged through the woods. Now, you know, in the event I get taken on some, you know, one mountainside to another mountainside in Colorado with an mm -hmm. elk or something at 800 yards, well, yeah, we may start talking right. playing then. The chance of you having eight hundred yard shot in East Texas are slim to none. Oh, I can get it. Yeah, I can get it. Yeah, I have you to can go over like start on the power power poles or something. But the average, you got a lot of trees down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got I've got some friends and and family that have shots. I mean, readily available. Three hundred is the max for me. And honestly. Unless you're hunting, and I don't hunt any of those places, but unless you're literally, unless you're hunting on a high line or a pipeline, mm -hmm. you're, yeah, you don't have that kind of shot anyway. Not around right. here. Right. Um, did I ask all three of you that? No. I'm very smart. So I haven't asked you that? No. John okay. doesn't matter, though. Bruce Focal Planner. <laughs> he, he doesn't even, he wasn't even born when, when, so you know, first vocal plane was around. Like, come out. He wasn't even born yet. Like, even that's probably true. You know what I mean, oh, like, man. he doesn't know what second vocal plane he is. We're gonna have to explain it to him. <laughs> send him, right. send him the Wikipedia page <laughs> on it or something. Oh yeah. So when I was deer hunting in Ohio, it was uh, I really did like the first vocal plane on my LPVO just because <laughs> where we were at. In Ohio, like deer hunting in Ohio, in your experience, your experience, yeah. like what was like the max shot that you were having? 100 yards, 200 yards, 300 yards? Like what was that max shot you took in Ohio for deer hunting? 70 to 100, but you're shooting through brush. So that was uh, yeah. That's, yeah. that's the the thing that – that's why I liked the first focal plane for that because where we were – where we had our quote-unquote kill zone um, – where the deer would be com coming in, uh, we'd we'd have that the ability to either shoot out to a hundred or we'd let them walk in, and being able to kind of get that reticle exactly where I needed it was yeah. great. Now, for squirrel hunting, I, I like that fixed power four with the I guess you would call it second focal plane. It was just easier because they're I mean cheap cheap twenty two with a, the 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 uh, sear. Well, you know. The ear special on it, you know. Um, now someone out there said ninety percent of hunters don't shoot beyond three hundred yards. I would say that the vast—I'm not going to put a number on it. I would say the vast majority of hunters don't shoot outside of a hundred yards. Let's be honest. Like maybe for big game. Now, once again, not a hunter is deer considered a big game hunting or is that are you talking like moose and elk and all that to be considered big game deer is is deer big game or not technically Ohio it is. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, no, like i have no idea i'm, I'm completely ignorant of this 
if if anybody who hunted in Ohio told you they took a shot at 300 yards, they don't know how to measure distance. Uh, I'm a, that, that's really what it comes to. If you, in Ohio and in most states where you're hunting deer, where they, I met, you might have 80 yards max. Right, you're you're looking at 80 to yeah. maybe 100. And yeah. I, I've had I've had guys tell me, oh yeah, I took a 400 yard shot with a savage 2020 on a on a deer in ohio i'm like where were you oh i was at my buddy's cornfield okay so a hundred yard cornfield you took that shot there's no way you're hitting a deer at 400 yards with a slug gun i mean i'm sure it can be done but it's not it's not typical no 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 um so we're all kind of saying longer range stuff first focal plane Everything else, I think that that's a fair thing. Um, now, Calvin is asking, "What's a true? Uh, what, what did he say? Are there any true LPOs that are true one X?" Yeah, there's a lot of them that have a true one X. Now, that said, this is just me. I don't know about you guys. I have LPVOs that are one to four, one to six, one to. I've actually got a one to ten LPVO as well. So I've got a, 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 I've got them in all magnifications. I find myself with LPVOs, and you guys answer this as well because you all have them. For me, like it's weird. Like the sweet spot for LPVO is like at two x, two and a half x. Like for me, I don't know why, but when I when I when I'm dialing in, like for some reason, and it's a second focal plane, by the way. Set most more second focal planes. For me, at two and a half, two to two and a half X is like the sweet spot. Now you put me the red dot, and I wanted a true one X. But for some reason, LPVOs, I kind of gravitate towards about two, two and a half. Um, so let me ask you this across the room: Do you keep your LPVOs at a certain magnification, like the like as a standard, you know, or do you change them for different things? But if you keep them set pretty much the same one what is your sweet spot magnification is it one two three what what is that setting of magnification that you kind of seem to find your sweet spot at uh whoever wants to go first go for it i'd say if i grabbed any of mine out of the safe right now they'd all be probably sitting on about three three there you go yeah so i'm not the only one that doesn't run them at like a true 1x like if you're gonna have an lpvo why the hell are you going to run them on a one X typically? If you want that, just get on one. Dodge, you know, do mine, they really mine stay on one? Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm talking about, they stay on one. I'm not talking about, I don't dial it up once I break them out and I'm doing something, but right. they pretty much all stay on one. The reason is that when I pick them up, I want it, I want them to be at a certain place every single time. I don't want to pick them up, throw them about that. Oh, what, what, and have to fumble to know what magnification I'm on. Because if you'll notice, yeah. they've got a neural point halfway. Most of them do. They've got a neural mm -hmm. point. If there's a one to four, it'll be at two. If it's one to eight, it'll be at four. It'll give you that halfway point. And so yep. you could throw it up and you could actually go to two power. I only have one to fours, I think. All of mine are all one to fours. So yeah. I could go to two power quickly or even three, you know, just yeah. on the fly once I throw it up because I know it's on one, right? Or I can mm -hmm. dial that before I ever throw it up. Cause I know it's okay. on one and I'm not yeah. looking for certain things. So it's just me, but okay. So let me ask you this. So you, you, you store yours at one X, 
Right. Do correct. you have? It, let's, let's just assume it's a one to four. Do you have a specific magnification in the one to four that you prefer to actually use it at? Depends on the range, right? Okay. Like okay. I'll stay on. I'll stay on one depending on the size of the target. Mm -hmm. I'll stay on the one. I may stay on one out to fifty yards. Mm -hmm. You know. Okay. And then sometimes, oh, yeah. and then sometimes, depending on the size of the target, I made a go to four at a hundred yards. Right. No, so I get that. It's all kind but of relative. It's, it's so weird, and maybe because it's, I don't know. Maybe it's it's just me. But looking through the LPVO, I I seem to my eye seems to like that two to two and a half X. You know what I'm saying? I don't know why. It's not that I'm, I'm putting it 2x and all that. It's just when I when I'm zooming in and out, like and I'm going back and forth, and I'm zeroing and all that. I was like, oh, have that you, looks pretty good. Oh, damn, it's 2x. You, you know, it's, I don't know, you, it's weird. Have you played with a diopter? Any? I uh, know. So um, yeah, usually that's how you kind of configure that out. If it looks if it looks better at one left, now don't get me wrong. I mean, if it's a cheaper scope or something like that. Um, all bets are off, right? But if it's a nicer, right. I don't want to say cheaper, but nicer, um, right. then definitely if you're having problems now, when you get up into the, into four, I mean, I get it right. Yeah. Um, or if you've got one to six or one to eight or one, or God forbid, like a six to 24 or something, obviously when you go, get up into the top 25% of magnification or so, right. it's going to start doing that. It's just, it's just going to, but if it's acting weird before that, um, play with the, go to each setting and play with the diopter adjustment in the end. No, I'm not talking about it being weird. It's just, like I said, it's, it's strange that for me, on my LPVOs are all second focal plane. And so my reticle, for some reason, like my sight picture is appealing more, not, not that it looks good or more clear or whatever to me. I don't know why. But my sight picture looks more appealing to my eye, pleasing to my eye, so at like two X or two and a half X for some so, reason. So, are you talking the clarity of the reticle, or it's just the way it looks through the LPVO? Like for some reason, what like, looks the reticle, or your, or what you're what, seeing down right? What here. I'm seeing, it looks better at two X than it does, or two and a half X than it does at one X. Okay, I don't know, like, like I said, I I can see clearly on all of them. Yeah, but it just, it just fits my eye. Like for yeah. some reason, I don't know. Maybe it's because I, I I'm, I don't know. I'm like I have, to, I have to wear reading glasses now. Like, so maybe it's because my eyes are are getting old. I don't know. Dude. But for some reason, that two X looks awesome to me. I get it, but play around. If you've never played around with it, and a lot of people don't, they don't even realize really that that's there. They think it's just oh well, that's a screw that holds the lens into the back of the scope no that's an adjustment right. that's a diopter no I, and, I get it and if you play with that like sometimes you can find a sweet spot where it's mm -hmm. you get that same effect you're talking about through the first at least the first 75 percent or so of your magnifications yeah yeah i don't know why like i mean an lpvo i'll run it at two instead of one like i don't know why just two looks better than one to me i don't know maybe it's just me See, um, I can't, that screws me up trying to shoot with with two eyes open, especially. It's like, oh, that hurts. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah, and one is just clean. One is cleaner to me for that for that reason. But yeah. you know, here's the thing: if you do have an eyesight issue, and you said you were wearing glasses, right? 
I, I wear reading, reading glasses. Reading glasses, right? Yeah. yeah so right. that may actually that may actually make up here. I need reading glasses. Like a one point two five. It's not a lot. Well, know? that's what I'm saying. Well, if that if that's a one point two five, and you see better on two with two eyes that, open, right? It, that that there fair. you go. That's fair. Maybe that, like I said, that that very well could have something to do with it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Chris Ginger. Uh, I, I, once again, guys, I'm tired. I, I'm not very smart. Being, I don't know who I've asked this question to. I think I asked Chris, did I not, about what your go-to magnification is? Uh, I think I asked Chris and Clover. Did I ask you, Ginger? No, but I'll just chime in real quick. It's, it's weird because I'm like you. One and a half to two is a yeah, good starting spot, and then three is just kind of like the sweet spot, and it's, yeah. it, you know, um, when when you're done, I got a follow up question about red dots. I wanted to bring up. Go for it. Yeah, uh, real, real quick, because I will forget this. Uh, two two three is a quick answer. Two two three DMR says, "Ghost, you still using a monster from LPVO? I've got it right over here, and, and I'm calling this my marine build. Um, uh, so it's 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 an AR uh, and five five six, and I, my paint scheme is the dress blues." So, like, the buttstock is white because our, our dress blues cover is white. Jacket's black. Uh, pants are blue with the blood stripe on the side. So, the, the hand guard all the way down is blue with the red blood stripe on the side of the hand guard. Anyways, um, I've got I'm, – I'm doing this with all of my buddies that that have different products. The the, the buttstock is the the new Evolver from Valiant Dynamics, which is a, the it is hands down the best buttstock I've ever used. It's amazing. It just it it turns. It's it's great. I've got the Riker, the new Riker group on that. But yes, on that rifle, I am running that Monstrum uh, because that is my favorite LPVO. Uh, the Swamp Fox is great. Bushnell is great. Um, who else did I have? Swamp Fox. Which one is this? Uh, the Arrowhead. Which one was this? Oh, the Swamp Fox Arrowhead. It's a good one. I uh, don't have that on one right now, obviously. I just got to pull it out from there. Uh, but that Monstrum is running on that rifle. So I do enjoy the Monstrum LPVO. I don't remember if it's a 1 to 4, 1 to 6, 1 to 8. I don't remember, but I really do enjoy that Monstrum. Answer your question, yes. Back to you, Ginger. So at NRA this year, we saw Ruger drop a pistol dot that did not take a battery. And I wanted to get everyone's input because I don't think we brought it up in the past on the show. Um, I don't remember bringing it up, but I wanted to get everyone's opinion on: Do we see battery batteryless technology coming to fruition and being a good alternative for a pistol dot? Was it an etched reticle? Is that was what it was? Was etched or what? It, I think it was etched with fiber optic. It had that okay. weird spool fiber optic. They're selling them for around a hundred credits, but. Um, you know, it, it's weird because it, it's it's like a spool of fiber optic right in the center of the the plate or of the whatever you call where the battery compartment would be. I mean, I I guess it'll have its purposes for me personally. If I'm going to run a dot, um, I'm not a huge etched reticle guy. I'm just not. Um, I don't dislike them. I just. It, 
I'm not a huge fan. Not putting them down. Um, a batterly less optic. I guess in certain situations it'd be nice to have. Um, but I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm probably gonna go battery. And it's just the way I am. I. I. I like. I like the adjustments that you get with the battery. Uh, the different brightness. Excuse me, settings and all that with the battery powered stuff. I don't know. Like I don't know. I, well, I, I'm not instant. I, I don't. I don't think I'll be buying one. Does that make sense? No, it makes sense. And the other thing with it is it's not adjustable. So you can't, yeah. and it's zeroed right out. They claim it's zeroed right out of the box. Mm. But, you know, if you I look at it. Myself, I don't want it. Right. But you look at it, I mean, I think eventually there'll be a place for something like it. But mm. being the first iteration of it, I mean, what what about low light? Where, where are you pulling the, because all that reticles pulled, the light for the reticles pulled through that fiber optic. So where yeah. are you pulling all that stuff from? You know, yeah. Uh, Chris Clover, uh, you guys want to jump in on the the new battery battery less optics? Uh, right, kind of with you, Ghost. <laughs> I I don't think it's there yet. Um, and I know that that dot is only meant to go on the Max Nine, so it's kind of a. Um, oh, is that what it is? Is is specifically for that firearm? Yeah. Oh, so, oh yeah. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, I didn't know that about it. Can you even take it off that, or is it permanently on? No, it's you can take it off. It's just meant to be on the Max 9. It's like, okay. I think that's why John said it was zero. It on other guns. It just might not perform yeah. like you wanted to. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Weird. Clover? What? If anyone's going to vote for it, the FUD will. What non-battery? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they can get it right, like I'm all for not using batteries, but you know, it's the same way with people going, oh, dependency on oil and gasoline. It's like, well, if you can get the other technology right, I don't have a problem with it. But you know, yeah. I got to yeah. go more than 300 miles on a charge. Hate to hate you luck on that. Yeah. Um. As far as that goes, I'm gonna say. Clover and Chase and I were talking earlier, and, and this company came up again. Um, you know, something like the battery battery less optic. Everyone's kind of agrees. Hey, if they get a technology right, it could be, it could serve a purpose. Being the first one through the door, like Ginger said. Look at Keltec. Okay, we, we everyone bashed on, but we brought this up. Keltec is responsible for a lot of badass guns as, as far as uh -oh. work all the time, not so much. Um, what the hell is going on? You're okay. Um, yeah, it just it just it flashes those. I, I don't know if it's just me or I don't know if everyone else has seen it, but it looks like those old TV like rainbow bars. I don't know. It's very strange. I've been using the last few weeks. I've been using, um, fire. Oh, was it, was it, what is it? Firefox. Um, and maybe that's it. I, I should go back to using Chrome probably. Um, anyways, um, I think, I think there's something to be said about being the first one through the door. 
um, taking that chance. But I mean, like it's kind of like when when like there's a new model of car. Would you rather have the last model of the old series or the first model of the new series? I'll take the last model of the old series because they've perfected that series by then. You know, um, they've perfected and and there's really not a whole lot, of, but they've kind of perfected red dots these days. Like this is the golden age of dots, especially on pistols. Now you're saying, hey, let's be different and just throw a different kind of battle. And that's great, but like I want to wait till version three or four before I even think about that. You know, that's just me. Um, do I have any more other starred? I don't. I think we've kind of finally got through them all. It's pretty good. Damn, two hours and eleven minutes. I didn't know it was that long. It's a good conversation. Um, all right, we're going to start sweeping the floor. Uh, Chris, I want to bring you in and uh, let you get a chance to plug your own show, plug any videos, any projects you got coming up. Uh, what do you got coming up? Um, well, first off, thanks for having me on tonight. It's an absolutely great conversation. I love Absolutely, talking I, I always so. love inviting people that I enjoy talking to. Uh, I'll, I'll always send friends of mine the link. <laughs> well, I had a great time. Um, I've got a, I'm, I'm really excited about next week's show, the Wednesday night live chat at nine yep. Eastern. We're having a uh, freedom crew university coming on. So we're going to have Marine gun builder on. Good, good. Is, um, is, is rogue coming on? Yep. Jason's coming oh, nice. on. I had, uh, I hadn't seen Jason forever, man. Yeah. I hadn't seen him since shot show, but I hadn't talked to him in like about a month or two. So I'm I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, I got a lot more videos coming out with the uh, the new Gerson that I just picked up. The uh, like it MCP still P35 Ops. I I've already done the 500 round review on. It. I can't quit <laughs> shooting that gun. I absolutely just love got it. it. <laughs> so yeah, I got a lot of fun stuff coming up. And uh, thanks again for having me on. I really appreciate it. Always, my brother. Always. I I tell you what, and, and I'm going to say this out there that, that are watching. If most of the people that are have, that watch this live and are all that, they know who you are. There's a lot of people. I get most of this done on the podcast side. Um, so there are a lot of people that may not know who Chris from the 740 is. If you're into watching YouTube stuff, uh, go check him out. Uh, I want to say this. I'm not trying to be weird or anything. But, like, of all the people that I've met in the last several years, like, I am really glad I got to know you, bro. You're a very solid human being. You work your tail off. And I, I'm really proud of what, what you're doing and how you're going about it. There's a lot of people that have come around the last couple of years and gotten into the game and all of that. And, and, and I question their motive. I question their work ethic. I question a lot about it is what it is. That's just my personal opinion. Uh, I've never questioned your your motives. I've never questioned your your work ethic, and I've never questioned your why. Um, so I'm really glad that we become friends. And, and you guys out there that are watching or listening to this, and you haven't checked out Chris from the 740, please go do that because he's a really really solid dude. And I'm glad to be a, a friend of yours, bro. Like that's all seriousness. I don't get mushy very often, but I'm, I'm very proud <laughs> and, of you. And look at the beard game, man. Look at the beard game. <laughs> legit let's just be honest and by the way he's a big ass dude all right like i know i'm not big i'm small but he's a big ass dude like he looks he's he's a big dude 
but he's got a heart of gold. He's a big old teddy bear uh, once you get to know him, which I'm proud to know you, buddy. So thanks for coming on. I, I really Thank you, appreciate guys. It. Appreciate you. Uh, Ginger, who you – well, I shouldn't say that that way. What organization will you be plugging this week? I didn't want to say who are you plugging. That uh, might not have come out well. <laughs> we might. Well, I, think we all, I think we all know the answer to that question. Well, Chase isn't there right now, so <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to go listen to Pink Floyd outside of some freaking weird Asian restaurant watching a screen. One time that <laughs> happened. <laughs> all it takes, my man. It's all it takes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Like always, I am plugging Southeastern Guide Dog. Uh, again, it's a nonprofit charity that uh, gives guide dogs to veterans for free, uh, covers the food and vet care for the life of the dog, and uh, gets the once that dog retires, gets the vet a new dog. Um, and that's with PTSD, blindness, anything like that. Um, so that they, we've got another event coming up in July. Once I get the details, I'll be uh, nice. plugging that in to get everything going have have you had any feedback now that it's, it's we're, we're a couple weeks removed from it like have you heard any numbers like was the last one was it successful last one we were able to sponsor a complete dog so that was twenty five thousand. Really? Yeah. that's huge yeah, yeah, so people realize, this is like no like it's not like it's a couple grand it's it's a big investment that's amazing that's, that's, a, that's incredible so, uh $25,000 on that one. So that event went really well. So they're going to be doing another one sometime in July, somewhere in Ohio. Um, still looking for donations and stuff for that. So we'll get that once I get that. And as always, we are here to do our guerrilla marketing campaign to get Anderson to release the Pony Express. So again, if you go and see any Anderson posts or anything, or just message Anderson directly, just say hashtag Pony Express. 2024 again that is hashtag pony express 2024 on all your instagram posts let's pressure anderson to make the pony express again like clover said there were some hidden documents found somewhere in hebron kentucky over the weekend uh we don't know where they came from but we are making this happen come on we we suspect and we, and, suspect. And we don't we don't know where in kentucky but we suspect it's a waffle house <laughs> Waffle House might be too classy, bro. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, that was some syrup with I think it was syrup stains on the documents. Sure just, I know it was sicky, bro. You sure it was syrup, homie? <laughs> well, hey, 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 my my anonymous source is telling me this, right? Like like That's what right. he does in the privacy of his own thing, you know, whatever. We don't judge. We do not judge. Uh, yeah, go check out AndersonManufacturing.com. The Sandstorm is their Cerakote of the Month. It is pretty freaking badass. Whether you're posting about Anderson or not, if you're posting about the Baseball College World Series, the, 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 the tournament, the regional start this weekend, hashtag Pony Express 2024. If you're, if you're taking yourself a picture of what you ate this morning and putting on Facebook, hashtag Pony Express 2024. Let's let's make this happen. Let's make this happen. It looks like we have an uneducated who is unaware of what this whole grassroots campaign is. Educate people what, what the Pony yeah. Express is. So the Pony Express is because Anderson's logo is a horse. Uh, the Pony Express is a side by side, double barrel, choked three and a half inch 
three inch, no. half inch it's chamber. Good. It's a double trigger. Double trigger. trigger. That, that, that's a must. Double yeah. trigger. Coach gun. Coach called gun. The Pony, Pony Express by Anderson Manufacturing. Just because I brought it up in one podcast and it was the greatest idea I've ever had. It, it, it's seriously, I'm not going to lie. And I, I don't like giving you credit at all, John. You know that. I love you, but I don't. You know, that was seriously the best thing that's ever come out of your mouth was the Pony Express. I'm like, oh my God. Like he legit. He legit just came up with the greatest gun Anderson could ever do, and they'd sell a shit ton of them for no other reason because it's the call the Pony Express. That would be so so badass. Um, oh, he doesn't get so he doesn't get it. It means he didn't get the Waffle House joke, not the Pony Express thing. All that's inside. And that's all that's inside, brother. Uh, sorry. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, uh, Clover, if what? you were gonna do something, what might that be? I do stuff a couple days a week, stuff and things, as Snob says. Yeah, uh, the Tech Nine video earlier, it did definitely got to go check out some Tech Nine, baby. You don't see Tech Nines uh, much anymore, and nope. there may there may be a reason why and you may be able to find out if you watch that video just saying uh no, that, was a, that was a fun i enjoyed man i enjoyed feeling i had enjoyed a video a while gun that we enjoy shooting is a great gun you know what i'm saying well i'm just saying you know you i enjoy doing videos i think we wouldn't do this if we didn't right and we enjoyed right. being on a range and pulling triggers and other things but sometimes you do a video and you're like, man, I just enjoyed doing that video. And it's like, I enjoyed pulling that trigger. I enjoy, and like everything about filming that, like, you know, regardless of how it actually ended up, I enjoyed. So, um, hopefully other people do too, but yeah, that's, that's all honestly, man, a couple of video drops a week, a few shorts here and there until the podcast season kicks off again later on this year. Sunday night, this coming Sunday at eight central. Oh, we do. Is that this week? Central is this week. Yeah. Oh. Uh, wow. The next episode of Ghosts and Clover. I think it's what episode seven or is it eight? I think it's seven, maybe eight. I think it, I, think it I don't may, remember. I think it may be seven. I think it might be. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah. 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 Ghosts and Clover podcast, uh, Sunday night, eight central, nine eastern. And if you want to waste your time, you've got six to catch up on. Specific time for you weirdos out there, you know. Right. If they if they want to waste their time, they've got six to catch up on. They do, they do, and then you might get the inside jokes. I'm just saying. Then you might get the inside jokes. This is true. <laughs> mentor, you know, mentor. I, 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 he's my favorite weirdo. Like, and, and, and I tell him, like, you're 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 freaking weird, dude. Like, you're not all. I, I worry about him sometimes. I don't think, you know, he 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 lives in a padded room house, but he's my favorite weirdo. And I'll say this: he's incredibly loyal, and ultimately. That's awesome. So thank you. Uh, you're my favorite weirdo, mandatory. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, for us, um, we've got a video coming out Monday that I'm not allowed to discuss uh, until Monday. Uh, I have to sign an NDA with it. That said, be looking out Monday. Um, got a pretty cool. On top of not only on top of the firearm itself being pretty cool, we had some fun with this video, so I think you will enjoy the video um, and all that. But uh, check that one out. Obviously, uh, the Ghost and Clover podcast Sunday night. 
Uh, check out Chris's podcast next Wednesday. Um, and I just got a text from my buddy Lance off the X. He's chilling in the hotel. He's at work, obviously, listening live. I am so sorry, bro. Um, if you guys are still here two hours and 22 at 222, wow, interesting. Uh, you're not getting your money back. You're not getting his time back. So you might as well just sit back and enjoy the the train wreck. So two two uh, three, hurry up, man! Hurry up, man! It, it, it is two two three. Yeah. So we're gonna get out of here. Uh, two two three eight six. You know, <laughs> uh, that'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Anyways, uh, you guys have a great weekend. I'm glad you guys uh, hopefully had a safe and an enjoyable Memorial Day, uh, and we'll see you next week. Semper Fi. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you like this one and want to check out some of our other podcasts, we invite you to check out the Jarhead podcast, the Ghost and Clover podcast, and the Speed Limit 155 podcast. We also like to invite you to check out our YouTube channel, Ghost Tactical. If you're into the firearm world and the lifestyle of the, of the firearm community, go check that out. And obviously, go check out our website, ghosttactical.us, to check out all of our projects, our swag, our stores and our discount codes. Once again, thanks for always supporting the podcast, and we'll see you soon. Simplify.